Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week we have Louis. Louis is uh, one of my friends. He's in my, uh, my improv class that is, uh, as of today, uh, completed. We had our showcase last night, uh, so I hope that went well. Uh, I'm sure it did. We are, we're all very excited about it. Um, don't have any plugs for our boy Louis, uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and plug uh, The Coalition at RVA Comedy on social media and rvacomedy.com. Come see shows. What is it? Live Comedy Dead Serious? Yeah, sounds gross to like be super plugful, but they're great, and uh, if you're in Richmond, you should definitely go see some shows. Take some classes. They have classes. Uh, classes start soon, actually, as, as of the date that this airs. Uh, also, want to give a plug to uh, youcaring.com slash JJ Watt. He is uh, collecting money to help the people of Houston, and he's raised, uh, as of now, over $18 million. So if you have uh, the finances to donate, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, it's a great cause, and he's a great dude, and it's, it's going really well. Um, I think that's it. Uh, go follow my boys, Jake Bathman and uh, Skinway1217. Other than that, let's get into it. Uh, with Ryan last night, he has a like a little studio room in um, on Southside. Uh huh. So he plays the drums. So we were just like jamming. I actually popped this string. I don't know how I played it. I was probably just kind of strumming and boing. Yeah. You I play? don't play guitar. You don't. But I. Uh, well, we can get we can talk about music stuff. Oh, talk about it. Where we're going. Oh, we're on? We're on. I just started as soon as we get in the room. Oh, uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really play any... Well, I played baritone horn in middle school. And... Thanks. Um, I'm from Charlottesville. And Charlottesville's got these... So, in... Charlottesville High School and Charlottesville Middle School, there are these two brothers who are the band uh, directors. And they're, like, they're big time. Uh, so, like, they're always trying to win Grand Nationals for public schools. Yeah. And they do all the time. And when I was in eighth grade, we won Grand Nationals, and I was playing baritone horn in the band. Not that I was, like, special, but the directors are special. Yeah. And that's something about, like, something about Charlottesville High School and Middle School that's kind of, I guess, notorious. These guys just win Grand Nationals, and they'll just, like, 
it's not about having fun with them. It's about winning. It's about winning Grand, Grand Nationals. Is that is that comparable? Is that like the Super Bowl of middle school and high school band? Yeah. Like the best in the nation? Yeah, I, I think like if you have – I think if you're in a private school, it's probably more talent, right? Because mm-hmm. you're probably – you might be in that private school for music maybe. But I think in terms of public schools, they are as prestigious as band – Directors get, which is pretty cool. And why, why why pick Charlottesville? I don't know. It's just where they live. Then they've been doing it for I don't know, probably thirty years. Yeah, they're called the the Tornellos. So like, I didn't want to do it going into high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I told Joe Tornello, the younger brother, um, I said, Yeah, he said, so you can play in the band next year. And I said, no, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm done. And he, he looked at me like real disgusted. And he said, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, which is like normally I, I feel like when I was that age, that if someone else said that to me, I would have been like, that would have really I'd been like, wait, he's right. What am, but when he said that to me, I was just like, oh, I know your tactics, man. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not going to let you manipulate me. <laughs> yes. I was, he was, yeah. So I'm glad I was smart enough to pick up on that. Although it might have been good to be in the, actually, I'm glad I didn't, because I just skateboarded in high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have been skateboarding as much if sure. I was in band trying to win Grand Nationals. You won a Grand National in middle school. Middle school. And then in high school, you're like, fuck this, and then you skateboard in yeah. high school. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. That sounds Awesome. Yeah, and everyone because in high school you gotta do marching band. Oh, if you're in, if you play the band. Yeah, if you're in band, you have to be in marching band, which means you have rehearsal at like six in the morning every morning, and then you have band class in the afternoon, and then you probably have more practice practice after school, after school and it's, it's a just a lot like, of time. Well, I mean that's what it takes to be like good the grand nationals, mm-hmm. you know, level mm-hmm. band. And I guess you just weren't that serious about it. Yeah, I mean, I was 14, what, yeah. 14 or something. I didn't give a shit. All I wanted to do was, like, skateboard after school, so. But it was a good experience, so that's, I always tell people I don't play any instruments, mm-hmm. but. Could you pick up? A baritone horn? Maybe. And play a little something? Oh, I know, that I still, like, know the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think I could get good at it again in a month. Just kind of pick up, because yeah, it's like because it's like kind of like riding I, a bike. It's just kind of getting back to it. And I did it for two years, and a baritone horn's not—it's not like a trumpet. I don't know what a baritone horn. is. Okay, so you know, there's there's a trombone, and then there's a tuba. The a baritone horn's like the smaller tuba that sounds like a trombone. Does it still you still wear it around your neck? No, you I'm not just, quite. You, okay. It sits in front of you on your. So it goes like you blow. So here. so like in marching band. You would actually have the trombone for marching band looks different because it's like a tr- huge trumpet. Okay. But if for normal band, it's like bigger and sits in your lap. Uh, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a pretty cool instrument. It's like it's like a um, sounds a lot like a trombone, just like a little. It's a mix between a tube and a trombone. Interesting. But so, um, but I do. So when I got to college, I started um, 
so like like I said, I skateboarded, and skateboarding got me into all my music tastes. I didn't care about music before skateboarding, but like mm-hmm. when you skateboard, you watch skate videos. And there's music playing. That, and that's how I acquired my music taste. So, so like, who were you into? Well, like when I was younger, I was like, t- uh, a lot of the really fun, good skate video parts were with rap music, hip-hop music, a lot of 90s hip-hop music. I was thinking more like pop-punk, but... No, because that's like... Later skating. Not even. Really? That's like Cali Boy shit. Oh, okay. But like... I grew up on the, on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, of course, being an East Coast skateboarder, we, I liked East Coast skateboarding. Mm-hmm. So the West Coast has perfect smooth ground everywhere. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta East Coast it. doesn't. Yeah. So East Coast is like this different skateboard mentality. Okay. Or especially used to be. So it's like West Coast perfect spots, perfect handrails, yada yada. East Coast, it's like, okay, I'm going to skate this piece of dog shit, and that's <laughs> going to be what makes it cool. Yeah. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's not necessarily as big and as gnarly as, like, uh, this crazy perfect handrail in Beverly Hills High or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But what makes it cool is that it's gritty and it's it's gross and you can still do the same thing well it doesn't even matter what the trick is yeah. it's more about the, the environment you're making and there's making like oh do, this person yeah. made this work on this disgusting environment and so you, you put hip-hop over it and then so a lot of east coast videos well any video really but like that you get a lot of east coast uh new york city 90s rap hip-hop in these video parts so anyway that's kind of like how i acquired my musical taste. I'm not as much into rap or hip-hop anymore now. I just, like, like anything. Yeah. But when I got to college, I I got my first laptop. And uh, I started making, like, stupid little rap songs with my roommates. <laughs> which, over a few years, turned into, like, by accident, a real music project. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, Lindsay French, um, she's now doing her thing in the music world. She's called Negative Gemini. She's she's pretty talented um, and has been working hard at it for a while. But she was like, oh, my God, you're doing rap? I want to do, like, rap stuff. This is fun. And she rapped over some stuff, and she's, like, cute, 100-pound, pretty girl. Um, and she's pretty good at it. And before we knew it, it was like, people were like, oh, this is cool. And then we played a show in, a, like, a house party, and it went really well. And it turned into, like, three or four years of being in this stupid-ass band. Like, rap. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Dance, rap, <clears throat> electronic. Well, it was, I, I called it electronic dance, dance music. Genre, yeah, dance. I know, It I know. was more fun when I pictured you guys just choreographing moves on stage. Oh, I wish. No, <laughs> that, it wasn't quite, like, I, I'd call it, like, a college electronic dance yeah, music yeah. rap shit. <laughs> but it was meant to like it was house party stuff with so, white kids rapping. Yeah. A little hundred pound white girl rapping. I'm which sure, people I, just eat up. Yeah. The, um, the, that whole Natalie Portman SNL thing. I haven't seen that. She got really aggressive. Oh did she? Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. There's something about cute small white girls. It's like, it's like betraying the typical trope. Yeah, although now I feel like anything flop it's all a trope now. Yeah. Like, Eminem changed everything. <laughs> I, I will give that to Eminem. Like, when you got a white guy considered, like, maybe the best rapper of all time, 
that's quite a cultural phenomenon, you know. I remember hearing a quote, someone was listening to Eminem, and he's like, someone's going to kill this guy. Oh, he's white? Oh, this guy's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, um, so yeah, long story. Now, and now, like, I actually, so I used to make really shitty shit on Logic Express. We'll start on GarageBand and then Logic Express that I stole. And recently I was like... They're going to listen to this. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're going to come after me. Uh, I still have that old laptop, actually, with that old Logic Express on it. Um, but now I have a super powerful computer for my work, for video editing. And um, Logic Express or Logic Pro is 200 bucks, mm-hmm. And I finally bought it. And I've been making some stuff again. Music? Music, yeah. And um, it's so much... The program's so much better than it was then. Like, you don't have to really know much about mixing music to get pretty powerful... Results? Results, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've got... I know, like, all the basic tricks in these programs. (coughs) But, um... So now I'm making stuff, I'm like, hey, this sounds, like, pretty good. So, like, right now I'm doing, like, a... a, Like a pop R&B song with one friend... And me and my roommate are doing some, like, pop-punk songs. Just, like, I'm not genre... I'm not... Tied down. Tied, yeah, I don't... It's all for fun. I'm not, like, trying to put it out there. Yeah. Um, and also, I've started, like, doing jingles for my videos. Because I have clients who don't want to pay money for music. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm always, like, trying to find free music on the internet. And I finally realized, I was like, holy shit, like... There's a lot. I can make a jingle in, two, in like, ten minutes. And these clients aren't going to know the difference because it's, it's that it's in that kind of bracket of work. That's like, it's not, it's not thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars being pumped into it. So when you tell someone, yeah, here's a good song, let's pay $300 for the rights to it. They're like, no way. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well I'll do, I can put something together for 50 bucks. They're like, that sounds much better. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm realizing, okay, well now I can actually like apply these skills to some of my, work. So what what specifically do you do? For a living? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned doing video clients. What what are these what are, you run, if you don't you have to No, no, no. It's cool. Um well, the cool thing about video work is now everybody has video needs. Mm-hmm. Like every small business. Are you freelance? Has, yeah. Oh, well, okay. I I work at the Richmond Ballet. I'm the video guy at the Richmond Ballet, which is like the perfect part-time job. I can work at home editing. I don't. I'm not tied down with an hour with like a schedule. There's no need for me to like have a real schedule there. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like an interdepartmental. Uh, I don't want to say a bad word, but you can say a bad word. I, you know, I, I I work for all the departments there, but I don't work for any of them at the same time. I know. I know what word you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not that word. <laughs> there. Anyway, it's really nice because I really have a lot of freedom there, and it's a it's about maybe a quarter of my income there, and the rest is freelance. Interesting. So it's it's, it's great part time job, and of course, filming professional dancers is like really fun. Um, when you're into video work, that's like it's hard to ask for something a lot better than that. You do the filming? Yeah, yeah, filming, editing, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like all of their online <laughs> content I make and stuff like that. And then in terms of freelance, it could be anything. I've done legal videos for lawyers' websites. I just did like videos for a nursing home. 
Um, I've done instructional videos. You know, like there's never you never run out of different kind of video Everyone projects. Everyone has needs. Everyone has video needs. It's always something different. It's nice because like if you bomb a certain gig, it's not gonna like come back bite you in the butt because it's like client to client. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not that that happens. You're probably often. not on Angie's list. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I I don't do any. Honestly, I don't have any. Uh, like when people want to, it's all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And when people want to see something, I send them videos individually. So it's not like, hey, go to my website. It's like, oh yeah, I heard about you. I'm doing this, and I'm like, oh well, here's a video I can share with you. How does this look? And they say, yeah, that's great, or whatever. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so... Um, what made you want to get into that? Um, well, I, I started editing sk- skate videos when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I went to art school at VCU, painting and printmaking, which is just, like, random. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right when I graduated, you could start... Was So the DSLR thing happened while I was in college mm-hmm. where people stopped recording on the tape and started recording on di- you know digitally mm-hmm. so you'd have like professional canon photography cameras that could also sh- have really high quality video I, I remember youtubers switching over to that when I was watching YouTube videos. right it, which which then led into a new category of cameras that were the DSLR model, but not for photography, only for video. And when that came around, then you could start getting really great imagery for $3,000 body, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to go into video. Um, Mainly because I didn't know what else to do. And I had a fair amount of video editing experience. And just being in art school, being a visual artist, honestly... That's been super helpful in video in the video realm. Like I don't know if my I've got a fine arts background, right? Which doesn't really help me for the fine arts world. Yeah. But it's really helped me a lot for this commercial visual world. Just kinda like I couldn't even tell you specifically how. Mainly just having some sort of um experience with design and Imagery has really helped in the video world. Um, that combined with my previous like edit- video editing skills, and it's just like after and and my friends all I have a bunch of friends who did the cinema program at VCU, so I I learned a lot from them and work with with them a lot. Mm-hmm. So over like a year or two, I actually I did learn a lot about video production, but I had a nice jumping point being a fine artist and like having some video editing skills. And after I got a camera, I got a, a computer and powerful computer, and then I got a new camera and I got a sound bag, and now I'm kind of like have a one-stop shop for professional video work. That is all super interesting. I like the idea of having a different background and then going into a separate field and having two backgrounds, like learning learning the video editing and having the fine arts and just like being able to use those two to make to really help you with one yeah it's not even that like it just informs video mm-hmm, exactly it's not like it makes me good at it 
But, it, but you have something else to draw on. Yeah, and it's not like a <clears throat> conscious thing where I'm like, oh, well, I remember yeah, from yeah. art school. It's just... You just know the things that you learned from doing the A lot of, like, composition. Yeah. A lot of composition helps. And obviously, fine arts is editing content. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like image, editing imagery, deciding what, how you want imagery to represent and tell a story. Which is all video making is. Mm-hmm. Like, video making is you, you tell a story or you don't. If you tell a story, then you're, you're probably doing your job. It doesn't, I'm not, you can tell a story a million different ways mm-hmm. uh, with a mix of visuals and, and narrative, dialogue, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it really does inform the video making process. That's, I've always, I've always been interested in cinematography and like making videos. Mm-hmm. One of the f- first videos I ever made, and this is just like a silly video, like, I was at my house, and I had this, this like, chair like this, like, spinny. Mm-hmm. Put my laptop down, was recorded, and I, like, was, like, I spun it. Uh-huh. And then when the, it finished spinning, I was at work. I was like, whoa! Uh-huh. It was, like, just, like, just, like, a silly video, but the editing was, like, really smooth, and I was like, this is fun. And so, like, I've always wanted, I always wanted to have, like, a YouTube channel or something. I didn't really do it until recently. I, me and my friend Tom would record us playing games, mm-hmm. and, like, we would just, it was mostly just, like, us being funny mm-hmm. over the gameplay and right. like editing, cutting between vi- viewpoints mm-hmm. and kind of just doing that and just kind of making content. I tried I, I tried a lot. We did it for about a month and I was like really working on making, producing consistent con- content and it was super fun, but it wasn't exactly, I think what like really kind of pushed me to do like, we kind of talked about a little bit like doing sketch or kind of telling a story. Like that's kind of what I think I'd be super into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... The cool thing about all right, so my attention span's only so good. That's why I'm not very good at like painting and printmaking, because mm-hmm. that takes so much focus and and time and patience. Video is video is really fun because you shoot something and you bring it in, and there's a fair amount of busy work. But then you get to a point where you're making all these little cuts. Really, you know, you're getting to the point where you're you're kind of fine-tuning your product and you can make 10 cuts in 10 minutes and each one's really like you you make a cut and you're like oh that looks great and it's rewarding and you're you know so I've got the shortest attention span where if I'm not feeling um rewarded every like few minutes my patience goes out the tube yeah with video work for me at least just doing one little cut at a time and seeing it work is really rewarding for me. And that's why I think I, I it's good for me. Yeah. Whereas, like, a painting, it's like, there's no way around. Like, it's a process. It's a slow process. And there's no way around that unless you're doing something really crazy and experimental or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe. So I think that's kind of why, like, video is a good mix of, like, um, uh, visual... Uh, creative visual stuff for me uh anyway i lost my train of thought but <laughs> that is attention span is my attention span is what keeps me from like doing a lot of creative stuff mm-hmm. and videos seems perfect for that because because okay i noticed that for me because that we would put out three videos a week i would do two of them mm-hmm. and they were about t- 10 to 15 minute video it was two games of like have you ever heard of rocket league mm-hmm it was two games of Rocket League. We were, we were playing competitive. And so, like, 
All I'd have to do is basically cut between viewpoints of me and him mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. And it took like a half hour. Yeah. But that was so much work and it just wasn't like having to go over it again. It just wasn't like good. You know, what was fun though was creating like the intro and the outro mm-hmm. and getting the music together right, and right. doing the thumbnails and like the creating was fun, but for me, the editing wasn't as fun. I mean, as- it's always going to depend too, project to project. Mm-hmm. Like, I do a lot of talking head interview mixed with B-roll type stuff, which isn't really that much fun. Yeah. But when you, there's something about, so you, sh- you shoot an interview and it, it seems really bad when you're shooting it because people f- fumble all over their words and they're insecure and they don't, it's hard to picture how it's going to come together to be like this real looking thing. Mm-hmm. But it's easier than you think, especially once you like figure out a bunch of editing tricks and get used to doing it. Yeah. And there's something really rewarding about making this person look like really good presentation when it was so bad. Yeah, yeah. And that's like super rewarding for me. But you're right. It's a lot of like boring stuff to get to the the moments that are fun. Yeah. In editing. Every now and then I get to do like a little uh, little fun thing, put a little animation, do a little sailing. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, I think it was just like kind of like you said, like being rewarded, like seeing like like just going rewatching the whole video and mm-hmm. just cutting and switching viewpoints. Mm-hmm. That's not rewarding. It's it is rewarding when you see the final cut and like to me it was really rewarding when I would like throw in a silly break or like there was one episode where I we did like a I was like let's see the let's see the Snickers play of the game or something and like I went back and it was just silly and it was fun right and like creating that I was like that's awesome yeah yeah but it was the busy work and I think it was because like when you do busy work for your job it's, mm-hmm. you get paid I'm that's the paid. reward right, right so me doing it for fun like the busy work is if like, it wasn't fun then there's not a lot there's no there's no payoff right right other th- other than having a product that I'm proud of like at the end of the month. Him and I were like, we're really proud of these videos, but they're a lot of work for not a lot of return. Right, like, right. No views. Right, and you can just play the video game without making the video, and that's fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that is what it's about. It's about, like, seeing something that didn't work and making it work, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's not... Another thing is, like, a lot of visual arts, you, you realize what you need to do and it takes a while to do it. Video, it's like you realize what you need to do, and you have this software that just does it instantly. You know, I like, probably don't know all the tricks. Well, well, like for instance, to be like real base, you used to have to cut film, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, yeah, I can just do like right click and hit. Split yeah, screen. now you don't have to do any of that. Yep. Now it's like in, you know, you're still telling it like I want to cut it here and line it up here. Yeah. But it's instant. Yep. You know, so. Um, I guess that's why... I want this music track. I have it. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, oh, let me just click and drag from iTunes. Exactly. It's in there. Oh, I don't like this. Click and drag this next song. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds way... Oh, yeah. that's, this song's working. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you're really just... We're on the same page. I, I like doing video editing when it's rewarding. I think that's kind of the key is for people who are like us, instant gratification, shorter attention spans, mm-hmm. like... Needing to see results, mm-hmm. not necessarily immediately, but just like if I don't feel like this is going well, I'm not gonna want to keep doing it. Right. Yeah, you need motivation. Um, yeah, no, it, it's funny because 
you know, you're talking about video games. Video games are just your instant gratification per, per second. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was awesome. Yep. Oh, that was awesome. Yep. And I feel like video editing, music editing, they're all like video games. They're like these computer programs. You're not playing a game, but you are. they are designed to make your life easier and you're kind of clicking buttons around to like do stuff real quick and it's not a slow process mm-hmm. and there is a lot of return right away. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you bring up video games because I play video games. I play like, um, uh, I used to be, I play some fighters, mm-hmm. like I'm real competitive. I don't play video games for fun. You're telling me that you were really into Smash Bros. Yeah, well, like I, I yeah, like I'm into the competitive Same. fighting games, yeah, yeah. and like now I play some Overwatch because it's like just fun team competitive. Very popular game amongst my friend group. Yeah, so like video, like I know that I have a short attention span. That's why I like video games, yeah, you yeah. know. But um, maybe you know that's something I could probably work on too, mm-hmm. like getting better at being patient. It's hard in this world, though. Yeah, this time, I was, I was going to say, like, I think about all the things that I'm into. Like, with improv, like, I wanted to be good right away. I want to be funny every time. And it's like, there's, there's a process. You have to be patient. You have to kind of, you know, learn and work with it. And when you're doing a scene, like, you're, you have to set it up. You got to take your time. You don't get the instant laugh right. every time. Well, and that's what we were talking about earlier is that, well, like I was saying, that's why improv is good for me. Because at first I was like, oh, man, like. I don't like messing up and then I'm thinking about it two days later and like cringing at myself. Mm-hmm. And after a few mm-hmm. of our classes, I got over that and I was like, shit, like that's a really good lesson for me is to like fuck up at something, embarrass yourself, move on. And that's been my biggest takeaway from improv is like, you know, what? go in there and fuck up, mm-hmm. just go in there and fuck up and Fucking up and being okay with it is so much better than doing good and, like, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Or at least for me. Yeah. I told you about when I bombed and I was just, like, I still tell that story and, like, it's not really a good story. But for me, the payoff is huge. Like, I bombed and I still wanted to do it. And it's, like, you know, now I don't. if I bomb, I don't care because I'm moving on to the next sentence. I'm, I'm still setting the scene up. And it doesn't have to be funny. It just has to... I don't know. I, I would often ask people who are more experienced, like Kirsten or Ryan, and I'd just be like, you know, like, was that good? Was that okay? And, like, there's no wrong answers. You, you, we, and it also, like, it kind of touches on another thing. Like, as a person, we are very critical of ourselves, mm-hmm. and no one else is as critical of you as you are. Right. So, like... No one else is, a, uh, no one else is thinking about it the next day. Just no one, you. No one, yeah, no one is thinking about the bad jokes that I made on stage. Right. At my first jambalaya. Right. Nobody No one cares. Me. Yeah. Right. So like yeah, that kind of is uh, that that that's been a good lesson. I think kind of just like, just that's kind of like a mantra of mine. Like green lights. What happens if you just green light everything? You say yes, and like, it's fun. It's you you don't you don't stop yourself from doing something. Right, and also, you know that's you're saying it's not a good story about like how you learn something. But I feel like a lot of like. If a story has a message at the end or a point at the end, I think it's a fine story. Mm-hmm. Like, if the point is that uh, this was a way for me to not to not beat myself up over something, then that's a, a story worth telling. I think a lot of stories don't nowadays don't have 
a, a designated message. So if your story does have a designated designated message, I think it is a story worth telling. That's an interesting point. Because you, it's like you if you have a strong message, you don't need necessarily need really um, too much plot. Yeah, you don't need like your plot can be simple and relatable. It doesn't need like. I went up twist. on stage, I bombed, and now I feel good about just saying like, just live my life. Yeah, I mean that's a story. That's a that's story. a story with a message, and it's better than some crazy story that's cute or quirky or funny that doesn't have a doesn't message. have a message. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's. A I good mean, point. obviously, the, it's best when you have a message and great plot points. Of course, but my story is more of like, I, I, I'd say it was just in the idea of just backing up what you said, and it's just like adding adding to confirm that. Just like, we do. I was so worried about our showcase, mm-hmm. like week four, five, six. Mm-hmm. But after getting up and doing it and not not caring, I don't know. Just a lot of things happen to make me say like, I don't care. Let's just go have fun, and then we have fun. Like the past two mm-hmm. classes, we had a great time, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, let's just go and have a great time on show night. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how it will feel doing that with an audience, but I feel like I feel like we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. That's that's another thing about that class. It's for me. I'm never. Like I said, I I was in a fucking stupid, embarrassing pop band for, like, <laughs> five years. Yeah. And I was on stage a lot, embarrassing myself. So that's not something I really have. Yeah. Like, I've experienced being embarrassed in front of people. Um, so I'm not scared about that. I've always wanted to be a performer. And then I've been on stage a couple times um, at the Coalition. One of them was um, the mixer, mm-hmm. which is where you sign up and do scenes. Mm-hmm. I did a scene with Ryan, mm-hmm. and I like choked. Right, like I, I couldn't find, I couldn't think and say words. Right, but like I was just, I was being a coy woman, uh-huh. and he kind of drove the scene and made it work, and it was funny. But like after that, I was like really worried, and so I was like trying to get on stage as much as possible to kind of get over it. And then I did that set with David, and I just like, at first I was, I was kind of not doing too well. And then I did something that made me laugh really hard, and then mm-hmm. I was just relaxing into it. Right. And so, like, you having had state experience right. really benefits you. And me not having state ex- experience was really scary. But now mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. Right. Like, going through these eight, these eight week classes has done the same thing for us. Like, we don't care. Let's go up and have fun. Yeah, and I think the fact that at the beginning of us taking those classes, one of the first things I realized or I guess what Patrick told us was that, you know, uh, this is about listening and this is about um, making other people look good when you can. Mm -hmm. And it's not about being funny necessarily. And I was like, shit, this is like fucking awesome life practice. Yeah. Like these are life skills. These Mm -hmm. aren't entertainment skills. Mm -hmm. Which was, I, I think, really glad that we, that I, at least I personally picked up on that right away. Um, because, you know, I, you know, I still try to get up there and be a comedian. Yes. But it's good knowing that that's not in the back of your head. Like, I don't that's mean, not I don't what it's about, this. necessarily. But it, I, I think, um, I mean. It'll help. It can enhance. Yes. And it, it, it is, it seems like that's kind of what you and I both like is like, I, li- I like being funny. I like making people laugh. And so, like. Yeah, I'm always going to be looking for the funny quip, mm-hmm. but 
I don't have to force it. No, there's no forcing. You don't like, need if, to I, force if I find something that works and then there is a place for it... Then that's improv. Then, then yeah, you do it. But, like, there are some times where it's, like, um, specifically with our class, like, there are times where I've had a joke and it just kind of... I don't want to say get run, ran over, but, like, it, it wasn't a thing anymore. No, and yeah. I just, like, eat it. I'm like, okay, well, didn't work. Move on. Right. Yeah, and I'm seeing, like... I think I've also learned improv, improv is like you don't want to try to build in your ideas to yes. things. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. Mm-hmm. If 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 they if they come out because there's no other choice, that's fine. But that, that's don't the, try to build them in. That's the whole concept of yes and. Yeah. Right. So yes like, and. If the uh, if expand the end, upon what's in the moment. Yeah, and if there is a space for that, then mm-hmm. you go like, oh, I have something for the space. Right. If there's something else you just say like, okay, I'll put that here and I'll work on that. Well, yeah, don't make a space for it. Either the space is there or it's not. One hundred and one has been really good. Um, are you taking two hundred and one? Yeah, I will probably. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. We, um, so far, everyone who I've asked has said. Yes, and I'm really, I'm really excited because 101 has been such a great experience. Yeah, I don't know about like when or how to sign up. I've, are you guys all signed up already? No, they haven't. Okay. They haven't. They haven't. So we'll probably it. have. We'll probably keep a loop about I, with our classmates. That's why I'm trying to start the Slack channel. I'm gonna get on everybody about. Okay, it. cool. Um, that sounds good. I'll probably try to get you to do it before you leave. But yeah, like, I, I think there might be two 201 classes mm-hmm. because there were three 101 classes this time. Mm-hmm. So. We're trying to figure out, trying to pick the night the same. Yeah, and I'm. It's hard to know whether like I want to do it with new people and some mm-hmm. old people. I don't think we're getting our whole class. I know me, you, Matthew, and I think Will said he wants to. Right. So that'll be cool. Yeah, just that, that, that's the only four I have confirmed. Mm-hmm. I think Ashley said she's not doing it, and then uh, Quentin isn't doing it. He's at college. Molly isn't doing it. Smokey said she's not going to do it, uh-huh. which is a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, Smokey. Smokey's hilarious. She's, I'm doing a I'm doing a, a bit with her on the show, the show. You know that. On what? I'm doing the new choice with her. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, we can pick who we do it with. No, Patrick picks. Oh, cool. He already picked. I think so. Oh. I mean, that, that's what I did last class. I kind of want to do it with Matthew because I've done a lot of stuff with Matthew, but like. Matthew's ma- good. Matthew makes, makes everyone laugh. look good. <laughs> he was, All right, the Amazon. <laughs> he makes you laugh, so it's probably better that I don't do it. With yeah, him. yeah. Matthew's a. Uh, he's not scared, and mm-hmm. he's. Funny as he's, hell. he's pretty funny, yeah. He's so funny. I think he's not as funny as he thinks he is, if you're listening, <laughs> Matthew. But you are talented, so it's all good. <laughs> he does listen, so he'll hear that. He's a good listener. <laughs> no, no, he listens to the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matthew. He, um, we, uh, we did a little... You're good, bud. You're talented. <laughs> you're just young and dumb, but talented. He is all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking 201. You like 101. Um, are you, so you're not nervous for the show. This will air after I might get a little nervous when, I, I mean, I don't want us to be called Louie and the Spectacles. You don't like the name? I mean, I like the name, but then it, like, makes me, puts pressure on me. You not know, that anyone knows who I am, but. You know why you're the. Because I'm the only one without glasses. Yeah. Other than Will. But Lu- Will and the Spectacles isn't as good as Louie and the Spectacles. Well, Louie's just, like, the silliest dumb it's name a, ever. It's not, it is, like, one of the best names. Well, there you go, Mom. <laughs> Congratulations! You could be you could be Louis, you could be Louis, you could be Louis. Those are three completely different names. I'm the French Louis, which is Louis. So it, you're you're L O U I S. It's actually pronounced Louis. I mean, the French don't say Louis. I have no idea. No, they say Louis. So you're Louis. I'm Louis. You're never Louis. I go by Louis. Okay. Because in the states, you say, say Louis. Louis. That's how yeah. you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But. In people's heads, it's L-E-W-I-S, 
right? Like, oh, what's that? That's gross. That that's a gross version. Right, exactly. That's gross. That's yeah. like that's like having an agent Jonathan in the beginning. Oh, well, I can't relate to that, but oh, well, I believe you. It's 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 Lewis. it's like the the Lewis. burger of my name. It's like the cheeseburger of my name, <laughs> Lewis. It's like <laughs> when I when really my name's like more like filet mignon, you know. <laughs> I never Louis. knew how much I hated L E W I S. Yeah, it's not. You know, it yeah. Compared to Louis, yeah. Yeah, it, my name's weird cuz like I judge a lot of people based on like how they spelled it. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they don't spell L O U I S, I'm like, "Oh man, you like I don't want to know you. You didn't you're you're not Yeah, you're you should have gone to college. If you, and if you're E W I S like you can't be Lou. You can't be Louie. You can be Lou. L-E-W. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's like, yeah, that's, that's too. Me. Lou. <laughs> Lou. Lou. Yeah, like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Huh. Interesting. The, I, yeah, I, I never knew how much I hated that. That's crazy. Okay, so you do video. Yeah, yeah. Music. Do you, so you're doing music now. I got back into it recently because I was like, 200 bucks, I'm buying the new Logic Pro. Mm-hmm. And it's been a fucking blast. Because you because you can do it with work, but you also do it for pleasure, and it's super fun. I, I've only done it for work a few times. I just realized, I was like, wait a second, like, you have the skills to do, like, baby jingles. Mm-hmm. So I can do, like, little silly jingles. Oh, jingles are fun. But, um, it's just fun. I, like, have no fucking clue what I'm doing other than, like, I shouldn't say that. I know more than, like, a lot of people do just because I've done it a bunch but in terms of mixing music, I have no, mm-hmm. no knowledge. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with my friend, my, my producer, Jake, because mm-hmm. I joined the, the, uh, the, where we host our podcast, Fireside. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a Slack channel. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were talking about, like, they're like audiophiles. Mm-hmm. And, like, all this thing, all this shit that they do to make, get the best audio. And I'm sitting here, I just record both, I and know. that's it. That's and done. And yeah. it's just like... There's, they do so much more, and I'm just like... Yeah, I know. I'm looking at your look. levels right now. I'm like, are you sure this sounds good? <laughs> I, um... I'm sure it does. I'm just... I'm sh- Yeah, I'm, I mean, I normally don't have the window open, but it's a nice day, and I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. Wait, I'm guest, so yeah. I'm a lot louder than you are. It doesn't It doesn't actually work like that. There, there was a time where my uh, my levels were like this the whole time, uh-huh. and like it sounded perfect. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the, I bought this one new and that one used, the uh-huh. mics. And they're, so like... And they're both... They're both at the same level, huh? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. And the, I'm sure there's so much more I could do. I tried to work with um, uh, Noisegate. Yeah, and it just was like, you know what? Just, just whatever. Work. If it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah, or if it sounds good enough, I, I should say. The only thing I need is I think mine needs to be closer, just because one of them's weird. I don't. I don't. Know. And but but like yeah, kind of like I'm saying like, it works. It, mm-hmm. it puts out. It records the sound and it sounds decent enough. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't have my fan on, which in most episodes I've got to turn it off. Yeah. That was good to Although I do listen to other podcasts and their voice are, voices are very clear. And I noticed that my guest voice... Well, what are these, like, $80 microphones? Uh, I think they're MSRPs, like, $120. Okay, but so... But I bought that one for $80. And so they're, one. like, base professional gear. Not even. Yeah. They're professional, or prosumer. Consumer, prosumer. Top level amateur. Yeah, yeah. Prosumer. Yeah. Prosumer. Hey, g- can I pee real quick? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. Do you like put music on or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bathroom breaks are very common lately. The first few episodes, no one stopped to use the bathroom, and then, like, 
Well, you can't invite people to go get coffee right beforehand. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, lately it's been a lot. I, I let it mellow because it was just yellow. Hope I not. was thinking of that when I was in there. I was like, I wonder if I should have told him to let it mellow. Well, you took care of it. Yeah, I, of course I followed right up. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. This girl I was seeing very early in a relationship, she won, She just bought a house, and she said she wanted to put, employ that role to save money, and I'm just like, you know what? Roll with it. I'm into it. I, what's there not to be into? Oh, there's just a lot of like uh, pressure to not be yourself in this world. Is flushing... Your pee? Yeah, is that like being yourself is... You flush, you're being yourself. If you don't flush it, maybe that's being yourself. They're both being yourself. I don't know, maybe. Do you, um... That's a good segue. Are you a relationship guy? Uh, I thought this was about creativity. It's about creativity. (laughs) We don't don't have to get anything you don't want to. But, like, I like to talk about creativity, but I also like to talk about the creative person. And I like to talk a lot about, you know, relationships and Um, family and... Shit. There's a list. You again. You don't have to get anything into. Yeah, we can talk about it. I don't care. I'm not shy. Uh, I haven't had a girlfriend in a long time. By choice. I used to. Have... <laughs> <laughs> by choice. Okay. Probably not. I, I'm gonna go. And, I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and and hop on the. I would assume by choice. <clears throat> it's such a loaded. I don't know how to answer that. I mean. You're not active. I, I I'm not like gonna go out of my way to find. You're not downloading Tinder. I do have Tinder, but I've been on one Tinder date. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, one. Let, let me let me kind of set it up. I'm I'm what I call a serial monogamist. Okay. I love being in relationships. Mm-hmm. I probably too much. I probably want to be in a relationship too much. Like that was like my goal for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to this point now where. I need to work on myself more. I haven't been putting a lot of focus into growing as a person. Yeah. Um, so, like, like, I see you, and you're like, you have all of this stuff going for you. Obviously, that's my view. Sure. I know that a lot of people see themselves differently. But, right. like, for me, a relationship is something that I very much would want, and that's a good and a bad thing. Um, so. Let's see. Uh, I've had all of my... Serious relationships, I took seriously mm-hmm. and enjoyed. And breaking up with girls is not fun. No, it's terrible. I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at it. That's that's and I'm not super aggressive. I'm not like I don't have a. I'm, well, I don't drink very much, mm-hmm. so that plays a huge role. Interesting. Um, and I'm not. Mm, very, what's the word? Predatory is that a word? I I understand what you're going for. Um, I think my dad's like that. He's just like, I think I, I kind of take after my dad like that. Like, I, I'm not going in for the kill ever. Like all the girlfriends I have ever had were like interested in me, and of course, like I've been balding for the like the last five years, so it seems like that happens a lot less. Not that balding oh, has anything to yeah, do with yeah, that. Yeah. I think you look good. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, I say with the full. You're, you know, I'm. How old are you? Twenty-five. I'll be twenty-six. Okay. Well, you're older than I thought. Okay, so yeah, I'm. I'm six years older than you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? You could probably give me better relationship advice than I could give you. That's interesting. And 
I, I say this a lot. Of the past 10 years, I started dating when I was about 15. My first service was about 15. I've probably been single for, at most, two to three years of that. Mm-hmm. Which is not okay. Uh, you know. In my opinion... There's I, no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong, and I'm happy with who I am, and I'm happy with what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, like, I noticed this. When I got out of... I talked about this with Will a lot. I got out of my last relationship, and it was like... I realized I wasn't doing enough for myself. And so I stopped depending on somebody for my happiness and started working on like my creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. And I feel like hearing you talk about it, like I feel like that was never an issue for you. Your main your main goal was not to be in a relationship. Your main goal was doing all the things that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm very upset that I didn't do. Yeah, you're so young and it's nothing to be upset about. <sighs> Same thing with me. I'm so young. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and so like... It's more. It's more trying to motivate me to make better choices going forward. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be hung up on the path. I'm sure, trying to sure. Do better going forward. Doing this show, doing improv, those are things I did. I didn't do before. Right. I barely. I just played video games. Or you dwell on ladies. Are you a dweller? I'd say so. Yeah, I'm a dweller. But that being said, like okay, they. Like I said, I, I can't. Now that it's, like, I'm at a point where I really need to go out of my way. Like, I'm sure I could find very nice, or at least half-decent nice are, women. You, you are a personal, personable person. Sure, sure, right, right. Like, I'm not, like, I have some social skills. Yeah. So I feel like I can meet somebody nice, r- nice, nice people nice time, yeah. if I put myself out there. I, I feel the same way. But I've never done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, it's always been like, oh, this, like, girl, she thinks I'm cool. I'm, like, a skateboarder and she likes that or whatever, you know. Like, oh, he's got whatever, you know. Cut-off shorts. Cut-off shorts and, like, <laughs> curly fro or whatever. You got a fro? You know, like, yes. a, like a Jew fro, I guess. <laughs> but, I love it. I love it. But that's – I haven't had a lot of that, like – in the last, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. No girl who's willing to go out of her way to really, like, be like, hey, you're, I like you a lot. That's something And I'm without that happening, of. I'm a lost little puppy. Yeah. But I also kind of like it, like, being so... Having so much freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so selfish. I don't give a shit about, like, anything yeah. that doesn't make me happy. That's something I'm, I'm working through right now. Yeah, and, you know, I'm also at a point now where it's like, fuck, dude, you need to, like, get in the dating game again before you're, like, 40. Yeah, that is um, a very intimidating thing. Yeah, I mean, anyway. Honestly, that's, that's so out of character for you, based on everything we've talked about. I'm just, like I said, I don't have a pre, like, I, I, I don't have a go get them approach when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to. It, it works for you when someone's like, "I'm interested in you," and you can say like, "Oh, well, let's 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 go on a date and see if you know this right, right. place." But if like you see a cute girl, you're not gonna be like, "I need to go talk to her." Mm-hmm. On the same way, and it's like that's why the apps are good because if they swipe right on you, then they're they ha- they're showing some form of interest. Sure. I, I struggle with that. I don't know. If, I think mine's probably more like more than yours, but like I don't. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to operate in that space. Yeah, the thing about the date, dating apps is with me is like, I'm I I know that I'm much more interesting in person than I would be like just looking at a picture of me. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I don't think I'm necessarily like, oh, I definitely want to, like, this guy's hot. Like, I, I want to swipe on him. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if you meet me, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, this dude's a fucking idiot, weirdo. Mm-hmm. But that's also going to be, like, what is attractive to someone, too. Someone might like your weirdness. Yeah, someone might like that he's, like, immature and doesn't, like, do normal 32-year-old shit. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's... 31 and is also immature and does is a barista but uh does painting and like <laughs> painting well that's you saying that that's not me saying that but yeah, that's me saying that's someone who could be interested in you uh, I, I would hope it could be a bunch of different people sorry that that that's but i know what you're saying bigger spectrum yeah yeah i know what you're saying um yeah no i should uh i i want i've been for several years, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't need... But now I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, you need to, like, have some dates and maybe a few, like, relationships again. It's time. I do get lonely sometimes, but I don't... I have enough friends and pets and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I was more... Like me, I've lived here for one year mm-hmm. and I have a couple friends, but, you know... You might be a little more hungry for romance than I am. I, de- I, def- I definitely am, and I don't... I don't know. There's a lot of like views I've had on it. I want to be in a relationship, but I want to be in one that's right. I don't want to be in one just to be in one. Yeah, but the only way to do that is to... Go through it. Go through all, yeah. everything. Oh, test the waters. <clears throat> but I was I was talking with Ryan about this, actually, last night, because I was having like a bad day yesterday, and he was like, let's hang out. Let's have a... Like, we, we, we jammed. We did a bunch <clears throat> of stuff. And so, like, um, <clears throat> we talked a lot about it, and I was just like... I realized the, the best relationship that I've had... Was, was one that we met naturally in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, she showed interest, and, like, there was... We both showed interest, and it worked. And, like, the dating apps are fine, and I meet people, and I've had I've met some good people, but it hasn't worked, hasn't clicked, because we didn't... I don't know. I, I feel like dating apps are fine for some people, but I think it's more... It has to be more natural. I think that that is the way it would work from someone. Yeah, yeah, that's so, right. I mean, and, honestly, we have... I think we're very similar in that aspect of, like... Finding someone who's interested in us—that that's how we start something that could be more real. Yeah. No, the I've got great relationships with several awesome girls that I wish didn't have boyfriends. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems so much easier to have build good relationships with girls who have boyfriends for some reason. Probably, At least for my experience. Probably because they're not worried about being hit on. Yeah, they're just like, I'm going to be myself around this other person who's not trying to impress me. And I don't right. think that that's necessarily your No, there's, that's, that's, that's half of it. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, a big, that, that's a big part of it. And it's just like, yeah, that's, um, that is the, the weird thing. And I guess that's kind of the way I approached that one relationship. Like, I wasn't trying to date her, and then it just turned out like I started to like her. And then it just kind of, she we just built at the same time. It was a very healthy relationship. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get what you're saying there. And I feel like I can relate to that. It's all on me, though, man. Like, here's the thing: is if if it was what I really, if I my if I really didn't need to, like, okay, you need to find some women to date, I could do it. Yeah. And the fact that I'm not doing it just goes to show what I really want, which is to like not still. I still am in that mentality of like, all right, I really want a nice girl, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way to find her. Yeah. And that that'll change when it needs to change. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, we all want to believe that, like. You don't go looking for love, love finds you. And it's just like, that's just a cliche. Like, uh, I think it's a mix. 
You can't force something. I've just committed to the thought of like I think a relationship for me would be a lot better if it happened naturally. Yeah. But I don't think like a lot of people say like basically like, oh it's a story and it will happen. I don't think it will happen. It's not a guarantee. No, it takes motivation. It takes. It's takes not something. just. It's not just whimsical. I think it takes a lot of luck. There's luck. There's luck involved, and also, it takes a little motivation. But yeah, but what you're saying is you have to put yourself out there. You have to be in a situation where you can meet somebody yes. and build that. Yeah. And that's something that we probably will struggle with. Like, putting myself out there in general to meet friends. Like, I'm just now meeting friends because I put myself out there with improv. Right. Like, all of the people in my life are from improv. Right. And my roommate. Sure. Um, so, like... The more you do that, the more it's like the lottery. The more you do that, the more the more you play, the more it's still unlikely that you're gonna meet that per- person just by going out your door. Yeah, but it is you are increasing you're not your meet odds. Somebody in your living room. Yeah, you're not gonna meet someone in your living room. Yeah, unless you're swiping on Tinder. And even then, it's I, yeah, just kind of like realizing like like me like I, the person I met I worked with, and we were we were friends, we were friendly, and like that person started to care about me, and that's kind of what made it a relationship. I'm mm-hmm. doing this a lot. Yeah. There's two people coming together, but like when you meet someone on Tinder, they don't care about you. They're looking to get something from you. Right, right. And when like you meet naturally, like you're like, he's my friend and he's funny and let's go hang out. Yeah. And I feel like you kinda lose that aspect on the dating apps. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot and a lot of the things I've said are just things I've just kind of fleshed out. Yeah, the dating apps are well, before dating apps, you would do, like, this, this, what do they call them, where you sit in a circle and you, like, every minute you switch. Speed dating. Speed dating. Which I think is I, probably better than... I'd say more effective. More effective. But it's very similar. But there is that, there's that person-to-person contact, which you can't replace. Yeah. So, t- you're right, Tinder's very self-centered app, where, like... Mm-hmm. A girl, like, think about all the times you match and then they won't even talk to you. I haven't. It's like, that's just like, no, not to be critical of that person. You have have no obligation. But, like, there was something that made you swipe them, and then there's something that makes you not respond to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just completely, I think it's, I don't know, it might have a lot to do with people's moods. Mm -hmm. Like, you're in the mood. You know how fast people's moods can change. Like, per second. Yeah. You can swipe something, match with them immediately, and you matching with them can affect their mood to the point where they're like, I'm not even going to respond to this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't even, um, I wouldn't even, like, use it. Um, unless I was, like, sad. Like, right. Like, like I, I, I It's want, like a release. It's like, yeah, it makes, it makes you feel a little bit better. Like, I'm putting myself out I'm there. I'm trying. I'm trying, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying and I'm not leaving my living room. I'm a little drunk, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little horny, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this, take care of myself, and then I won't care. Yeah. I won't even care. That's, um... Yeah. Well, so I've got an idea. Well, here's another thing about me that, uh... I think affects my my mentality towards dating. Is, like, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Oh, I love this. And I'm the first person to, like, you know, make fun of myself for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Like, I'll be the first to admit that it's entertainment before knowledge, right? Yeah. But, I w- but I'll, I'll defend you bef- up top saying, like, yeah. we will never know the truth. Exactly. And you should ask questions. You should. If it's a question that even other people are asking and you think it's a relevant question. Why not? Why we, not? You, we will never know. For example, um, 9-11. 
Mm-hmm. We we the conspiracy theory that changes people's lives. I I feel like I will never know enough about buildings or planes to to, ha- know. to know for sure. Yeah, and but these people who pre- the other side doesn't know either. Both people, both, both sides don't know. People on both sides, no matter because there there are people with, with knowledge about these things on both sides, mm-hmm. and they're both telling me different things. So it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know enough about well, this to dispute it, so I'm going to say, like, technically, they're both options. And I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to regurgitate a bunch of Please. stuff that Please. I've learned off the internet, but, um, you know, the secret, you know what the secret to a cover-up is, right? Going all in on a story? Both sides. The truth and the lo- and the conspiracy, both sides being wrong. If you can have both sides be wrong, then and no one's getting close to, to the truth, yeah. that's, a, that's a real cover-up. So, like, for instance, 9-11, mm-hmm. we're talking about um, um, the truth or movement 9-11 is, like, the big truth or movement in 9-11 is the architects and engineers, right, uh-huh. for 9-11 truth or whatever it's called. And, um, you know, I've been influenced to think that those people are as far from the truth as the official NIST report, right? So the NIST report's like garbage, right, in Mm -hmm. my point of view. But then so are the architects and engineers for truth. So if you have both main parties, the truthers and the official story, and they're both really far from the truth, that's that's a a real cover-up. Because no one can actually pinpoint There's no real conversation to have. Yeah. So the whole thing with 9-11 is, um, like, not who, not how, well, okay, maybe how. Not who. Everyone's to talk about who. Inside job, you know, Bush, Cheney, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's talk about what. Because if you're not clear about what happened. You can't tell, say who did what. Yeah. You can't say who did what. Mm-hmm. And this is like, there's this, uh, like my whole mind was, bl- okay, so about maybe eight years ago, there was like, quote, unquote, there was a, a UFO over Richmond that everyone was like, Oh, really? Talking about, right? Uh-huh. And there's like some military planes in the sky at the same time, and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, who knows what that was. But send me on this kind of interesting YouTube Hole. poll, right? Where I started getting into 9-11 shit from UFOs, right? I've done that. And that just led me down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then it took me a while to get to this lady named Judy Woods, who's like this... Um, She's an applied physicist at uh, Virginia Tech. She's a professor at Virginia Tech in in a, I think, applied physics. And an avid listener to the show. Huh? She listens to the show. No. <laughs> anyway, she's she's wrote this book called "Where Did the Towers Go?" Okay. Interesting. So the whole like truth movement behind nine eleven is that there was explosives or thermite something heat oriented where it was so hot that it fell in on itself right Mm -hmm. but she's like she says like there's not really a lot of proof of that extreme heat more like it just turned to dust in the middle of the air without heat right because like you have all these people these buildings fell on who just walked out of the building right like, you have firefighters who are at the bottom when the buildings fall, and they live, 
and they walk out and they're not burned or anything. Mm-hmm. Like nothing fell on them. Like if you look at imagery of Nile pictures from nine eleven, you see paper everywhere, but you don't see anything else. Not a filing cabinet, not a toilet, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at that much, but yeah. Anyway, I, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> but the point is that she's saying, look, both parties are wrong. This isn't a heat-induced thing. This is some other shit going on, some other technology that's not kinetic, not heat-based, something more along the lines of, like, Tesla-oriented technology where you make metal turn to dust without heat, whatever that technology is. Anyway, I could go on on about that forever, but... I I love nine. I don't love nine eleven, but <laughs> I love nine eleven. I'm really interested by nine eleven, and this is. I'm gonna take this back to dating. We were talking about dating earlier. Like, I'm so deep in this whole rabbit hole of conspiracy theories that I almost wish there was a dating app for people who are into conspiracy theories. theories. Because if I go on a date. Maybe not the first date. The first few dates, I'm going to be like, look, here's what I think about 9-11. This is why, like, my whole world perspective is... You need to find someone who's willing to accept who, that. That, yeah. Who's going to be okay with that. Because if they're not, they're just going to fucking hate me. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. Like, I, that, I'm also real... Sorry, go on. No, I mean, just like... that. That's just like... That, that, that could be like a general thing. Like, are you willing to accept me as I am? And it's like... I think there are people who would do that. Like, um... The, my most recent relationship, like, she had a lot of things that were weird, and I was willing to accept them, but mm-hmm. she wasn't willing to accept my things. That I don't think they're too weird, and so, like, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, I Also, as I've gotten older, and I feel like since you're older than me, you can attest to this, like, there's a lot... My bit, my threshold for, like, what I'm willing to accept is, is more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. And the smell makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't date someone who was like a pothead, like did it all the time. Mm-hmm. But like my mother's relationship, like she did it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I would have been like, no way, never. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, please don't do it around me. I, I don't like it. But Can she be high around you? That's your next step. You got to get over that. Yeah, well, she she was once, but she was really weird. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't handle, she didn't handle weed well. So it was like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. it was more like, Please don't, because yeah. I don't enjoy that person. Like she, she, she mostly did it when she was alone, and like she was feeling weird. So she was like, "Can you come over and hang out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know what? Ideally, no." So, yeah. So like, um, yeah, I didn't care. I don't like the I don't like the smell, and also I'm paranoid because it's illegal, mm. and so like that's a thing. So like I just if it was legal, and also I don't like I don't like smoking, but I would do edibles if it was legal. Uh, I'm not sure you're, you're uh, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I actually... Edibles I, are, like, so I, much more potent. I've been high once. I had an edible <laughs> on accident. Oh, my God, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah you're from California. No, no so from? I said West Coast, and I, I didn't get a chance to correct myself. I grew up in Southern Utah, the okay. west side of the world. And I know you're talking about, like, flat areas. I grew up in, yeah, Southern Utah. Had, we had a bunch of, like, skate parks and stuff. Okay. Which aren't necessarily quite what you're talking about, but, like... Well, I'm just saying it's easier to eat an edible by accident in L.A. than anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, um, No, I left there when I was... I left there in 2007 before, like, the whole weed movement, like, really started. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I actually did that in New Orleans. Um, mm, by accident. But, uh, yeah, I went... I um, ate 
two giant bites of this cake that was in the uh, walk-in of a restaurant I worked at. Uh -huh. It was a fancy restaurant, so everyone was a pothead. And this guy made um, a weed-infused cake and brought it to work and didn't tell anybody. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, man. I was and like, then were you high? I was. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was placebo or not, because I'm, I'm a bigger dude and, like... It, it might not have been that potent, but he said it was the so like. So he told you, and then you started noticing. I, I. Or did you notice, and then you found out? I can't really remember. Well, I you were high. I remember <laughs> I was chopping vegetables, uh -huh. and he was having a conversation with somebody else, and he was talking about it, and I was just like, oh. And then I went home, and I told the girl I was uh, with at the time, and I was like, I'm really high. And, <laughs> but I remember also like being relaxed. Well, that's. Some people does that. At that point, I hadn't done any intoxicants. Some people does that. Some people makes really paranoid. Some mm -hmm. people does the opposite. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I got a funny story. Like, my main girlfriend in college, um, I mean, I was still am a pothead, I guess. You could call me a pothead. Uh, not really, but, like, I know how to control myself. And I don't, I'm not high all the time, but I get high a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, <laughs> In college, I was, of course, high all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was dating this girl for probably two or three months. And I think it finally came out, like, she was like, oh, are you high right now? And I was like, yeah, I'm, you always. don't know this. I'm always high. <laughs> she didn't know. Yeah. She had no fucking clue. But once, I shouldn't have ever said that. Because then that became a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Where it wasn't when she didn't know. But when she, once she did know, she liked me while I was that person. But she didn't like that I was that person once mm -hmm. she knew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, there's levels to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not always just that you're high and that's the problem. Sometimes it's like you're high and the other person knows you're high. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I had a, the reason I didn't drink was I had, I didn't kind of, I was going through this thing. I had a lot of anxiety about alcohol. My biological father was an alcoholic. And mm -hmm. so like. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. That, yeah. And I didn't, I, I went to therapy and I, I kind of got over it. But like, I couldn't date someone who drank mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were with me, like it was none. Right. And I, it was in New Orleans. So like, I dated this girl who was like a native and drinking was completely normal to mm -hmm. her. And she didn't do it, but then she did it. And it was a fight and it was dumb, but it was, it was me at the time. And so like. I completely understand because I was that person. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, if, um... It's a balance in the end of the day. Yeah, and it's also kind of, for me, it was about getting over myself. Right, right. And Well, that's a balance. You should, when it's applicable to care, you should care. Mm -hmm. If you're fucking up because you're drunk all the time. Right. But if you're just drinking normal, yeah, well, that, then that was a big... And that's something you probably it. learned by yeah. yourself. Well, it was the, one of the most recent, not my most recent, one of my relationships it's hard to like differentiate she wanted to drink and it made me so anxious to, to be around her to do that and she's like you need to go to therapy so, like because i need to get need to get over that yeah, yeah so like for for that it was normal and it was like now it's my problem like this 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 problem that i get i would get upset Mm -hmm. She would have a glass of wine. Right, right. And it's wrong. Which, like, especially since, like, a glass of wine is supposedly really good nice. for you. It's not bad. I yeah. mean, it, I, I, could, I, I could... The reason I went to therapy is because I could recognize that it was stupid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is not how I want... I don't want this. So how long did it take you to get over that? I think two months. Mm -hmm. It's not know. very long. It was weird. I can't really pinpoint it. I think it was just realizing that I was afraid of becoming my stepfather. Not my stepfather. My biological father. No, that's, you know, valid. And I, I, well, yeah, but I, I guess I hadn't really actualized it, and I was just like, oh, I'm not. And now I don't, I don't have any problem drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, I can drink 
as much as I want. I've tried to be more in control of it, but like I'm not not one, so I have a thought like, oh, I better be careful. It's just like, yeah, well, it's better to be overly cautious than. Mm-hmm. Not and it was probably it was probably good. I don't think I would have graduated college if I was drinking at all because I barely got by not drinking. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well. Yeah. So relationships overall, trying to get back into it. I wouldn't say trying. We're getting a call from Matthew. Okay. And he wants to, his ears are burning. Yeah. Hey Matt. What's going on? I oh, can't hear him. Um, I'm trying to put you on speaker. Uh, I'm doing the show with Louie right now. Oh. What's with your speaker? I don't know. It's being weird. Hit turn it on and off. Um, do you want to get food after? Oh, come on. Just wait like, wait like 40 minutes. Yeah. Come over and be in the episode. Come over. Come over. I'll call you after. All right, bye. I don't know. My I, I'm on the beta, and so like it's um it's been weird. What OSX beta or something? Eleven point yeah. on the beta nine or something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have him be on speaker, but yeah, it just wouldn't turn out. So, yeah, relationships. Um, that's been on my mind a lot, and I really, I don't know if I want it to be, but I'm such a relationship person, but then, like, I probably need to not be in a relationship. Man, like, at least you're, it's a relief that you're a dude who's having this dilemma, because I feel like this is a dilemma I hear, like, girls have more than guys. Really? Yeah. That they shouldn't be in a relationship? Uh, that they want to be in a relationship. Yeah, that they want to be, but they need to learn to like... Like, you have hobbies. Now. Well, now. Well, that's a big step. Yeah, for me, like, doing... That was kind of... That was the big thing. That was the reason I did the show and, like, improv and I'm playing more music. Yeah, and yeah. I'm trying to write stand-up. I feel like it... I might just be being sexist or something, but I feel like men have a easier time figuring out hobbies to do than women. But I don't think you're being sexist because I don't think you're saying that's the way it should be. I think you're saying that this is the way... Socially, it's socially constructed. it is, yeah. Not, and not because you think that that's right, but that's kind of how the world. That's is, what I always see. The world is built. It's a, it's a man's world kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's meant for us to be successful. Have and yeah, yeah. It, it, Express it, ourselves and yeah, and do do hobbies, sports. Sports are for men, right? All these things are for men, and it's just like that's wrong. First of all, and yeah, I, I definitely think that's something that women probably have a lot more challenging, and also like. Just as an example, because I feel like you'll agree to this, like, stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. You see a man doing stand-up comedy, you're like, that's normal. You see a woman doing comedy, and one of your first thoughts is probably like, that's so good for her. Yeah, or she's really putting herself out there. Yeah, or, you know, I just don't like female stand-ups. They're just not funny. Bullshit, well, like, that, that. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see it. I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't think that when I see a female stand-up. But I'm that, just like, is she funny or is she not funny? Mm-hmm. But Which trope? Is she playing the typical trope that I don't like? But there are tropes in male comedy that I don't like. Right. And also, I find it harder to relate to certain... I, I do a lot of relating when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, art that I indulge upon, like stand-up or, like, reading, like, a book. Like, I, I can't relate to a female character because I, I am a male and I grew up a male. And, like, mm-hmm. like, being a kid, like, reading the Harry Potter books... 
I know a lot of girls who love the books, but like some of them couldn't get into it because you know they they didn't go through certain like when Harry. Did you read Harry, you read Harry Potter? No, he, well, I'm, a, I'm a little. There's a little path. I mean, I yeah, could have, but I wasn't about older. to be a teen, uh, high schooler reading Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Uh, for me, I think I was uh, I was really close to the age he was when it came out. Right, so it was right. like, perfect for me. He, right. he was angsty in one of the books, and like. I could relate to that, and like being in a relationship, I could relate to that. And right. It was just perfect for me. I also read it with my mom, so it was really good. But just like, um, like, like that whole thing, kind of like, there is a a a, 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 a something, something, an extra layer that women have to work through to kind of have hobbies like that. Mm-hmm. And like, it's 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 not something that you or I, I'm, I'm lumping you with me because I think I'm right with this. Like, it's not something you or I like. We believe that it's just something that socially was constructed. And was, when we were younger, was kind of put upon us, and we didn't know better to reject that thought, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole, like, the female something, like, good for her, she's putting herself out there, all that stuff, it's just, like... Well, Gotta get, time to get past that, if time you want to Time to move, move on, on and just yeah. say, like, you're, like, Nikki Glaser, you're hilarious, you are a stand-up comedian, and there's mm-hmm. so many other guys, I don't know, it's just, like, yeah, so, so, it is a lot harder, because also... And, but but not only did we get that upon us, so we think that way, but they had that put upon them as well, and that's how they are, like, defaulting to think. Mm-hmm. Norm. The norm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, you see people moving past that, and you see people not moving past it. And, yeah, so you were kind of saying, like, I'm thinking a lot more along those lines, and that's very rare to see where I want to relate. I put a lot more value in a relationship than you're probably your typical male. I'm probably in the upper percentile. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes with, like, I think that's part of also, like, not being as as hungry and aggressive to to go after mm-hmm. tail, you know, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. Um, I've never been one to hook d- up. I mean, I would. Don't get me wrong. I like to think that I would, but I think if I was faced with that, I don't know if I could go through with it. Like, I was, I had an opportunity, and I just, like, didn't... Just some guys, like, are good at, like, that's, you know, the classic, like, asshole guy yeah, gets all the girls, mm-hmm. which I think isn't necessarily true. It's a trope. But they're a lot better at, I guess, you know, hooking up or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, anyway. But I've got a friend who's, like, great with women, and... He's a good-looking guy, and he can have as many women as he wants, and he's my age, and, you know, he's, like, so respectful to women, mm-hmm. like, at least on the outside, and I think that's pretty interesting, because that's not what you expect from someone who's, like, I, I, I would almost call him a womanizer, mm-hmm. but he does not, you'd have to be in a relationship for, him, uh, for a while to, like, see that. To see that he's not, or see that he is? To see that he is. Interesting. Like, he's really, like, at least he knows how to present himself. So do you think that's more like, because I, 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 I try to battle with this a lot with myself. Like, I think I know which buttons to push. If, if I was, like, if it was, like, and this is, this is shitty to say, but I think you'll understand where I'm trying to go with this. Like, if I was in a race with you and it was, like, find a girlfriend and get them to let's say the, the race was to get them to change their Facebook status just as a, a dumb finish line. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think I know what buttons to press to make that happen fast. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're saying with that guy? Um, like he knows how to get what he wants. Yeah. Well, he, kn- he knows how to make a woman feel 
like very respected mm-hmm. and to the point where even when it's just guy to guy and you know I and if a guy says something like you know raunchy or yada yada he's not going to go down that path mm-hmm. he's not even going to go down that path with his close guy friends mm-hmm. like so he's at least showing like he's not even his outer shell doesn't change ever. Mm-hmm. He's he's always got that mentality. I don't really know where I'm going with it, but like most guys, like when they're with their guy friends, they 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 that shell goes away. Okay, not with this guy. Interesting. So, and I, I think a part of him is really like that. Like he's been with hundreds of women, probably. Interesting. You know. Yeah. To the point where he, he knows that that shit's nonsense, and. But that doesn't change the fact that he's a womanizer. That's that's such an interesting thought. As I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, who is just like that, but he's like, I've been I've, I've been with lots of girls, all the time. He wants a relationship, but like, he can get whatever he wants. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm not that way. And that's I don't know. There's just a lot of like, when trying to get in a relationship, there's like so much more. I mean, I haven't even gotten to like so many other thoughts that I've had. I mean, there's just, there's just so much to it. And it's just like, I get kind of lost in those thoughts. And after a while, I'm just like, you know what? Pull back. I'm just going to be myself. A couple swipes. Make myself feel better. And then go about my day. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be successful in a relationship, you don't think about it very much. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a thing. That's, that's definitely a thing. And it's something that I think that... Uh, you, need to, you need that independent side where... You want to experience that person while you're with them, but it's not necessarily good to experience, have experiences while they're not. Like, if you're experiencing that person and they're not even around you, that's probably not a good sign. Like, what, what does that mean? If you're, like, thinking about Like, them? if your mood is being affected by this person when they're not even with you. So, like, you're at home and they're, you get a Snapchat from them. And not even. You just think about, oh, this morning... They're out, when, they're, they're out having fun and I'm not with them. That, and or that like, oh, she said this yesterday. I wonder what that means. Let my, And now, all of a sudden, this is that's affecting me right that's now. Bad, that's a bad... That's not good. That's unhealthy. No. If, if there's something that you did with them that bothered them, just wait till you're with them. If you need to talk about it, talk about it. Don't be mm-hmm. passive. Yeah. If you don't need to talk about it and you just need to wait for that thing to happen again, yeah. you just wait for it to happen again. I've kind of reached a thing with my friend Tom where it's like... He needs to say space to work because, like, I'll be like, I need to say this so that I can I can get it out of my body. And that way I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there are things, like, with the girl I would see, like, I would want to say it to them. But it, it doesn't need to be said to them. Like, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, just, I say it to Tom. Yeah. He, I say, like, this is dumb, but this is my thought. And he, he'll say whatever he says. And then it's done and I don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I get over it. Yeah. So, like, I think what you're saying is it's unhealthy to be affected by somebody. But it's understandable to have those thoughts. It's just not, it's not healthy to... Well, indulge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't. Yeah. If I have a bad thought, it's just like Tom. I'm thinking this, and he's like, If you can't get over it, put it on the side, mm-hmm. or be be direct. And or be direct right away. That's um. Yeah. Not a lot of people are open to communication. You seem like someone who's very good with communication. If something bothers you, you can be like, you know what? This is bothering me. I want to talk about it. It just depends. I, I'm the kind of person that takes a couple of days to get there. I want to talk about it because I have a lot of thoughts and I want to like articulate them very well and I never do that very well. Yeah, articu- articulating your ideas is very tough and that's why people who are good at like public speaking are like awesome because it's not something 
some people are just really good at it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wish I could... Like, I'm the type of person who can think of something, a good response, like, ten minutes later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I think you're also probably... Because I feel this way about myself, and I feel like you probably do, too. Like, I know... I could know what to say in a moment... But I won't say it. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't take the risk. Sometimes. Well, you should probably do it. Well, that's something I've been working on, especially with improv. It's like just kind of jutting in and like saying like, like just like saying something nice to a stranger, like, "Hey, I like your shoes." Like there are some times where I walk by and I'm like, "I like your shoes," and I don't say it. I'm right. Like, Why didn't I say that? Just say it. Because yeah. I would love it if someone said something like that to me. Yeah. <clears throat> Live life. That's what living life is. Putting yourself. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> your shoes are great. <laughs> love them. So yeah. I feel like we fleshed our relationships, and we're kind of dwindling, like, my coffee. Yeah, my coffee's gone, too. My, another thing that I like to talk about is family. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll try to gloss over it, because I say it all the time. My family, my, my family, life's my mom has always been very supportive of me in general, mm-hmm. but she never, like, pushed me in a specific direction, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because mm-hmm. you can see the pros and cons for both. So I'm very lost, but I also wasn't forced into something I didn't want to do. I didn't feel pigeonholed. I feel like I could do whatever I want, and now I'm here, and I'm like, I wish I had done something sooner, but at the same time, I'm here now, and I'm going. Yeah, I mean, that might be less... You might think your mom has more to do with that than she does. Probably. You also have to just think about the times we live in. Yeah. Like, my mom's the same way. I mean, anything I was going to do, she was going to support me. She loved the fact that I was creative and artistic, but she was never like, you should be a blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. She's just going to support me no matter what. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I'm not making millions of dollars now. I'm not, like, ultra successful mon- monetary-wise. but Yet. Yet. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't, that's not because of her. You know? No, and I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming her because I've, I've taken the blame off of her because I, I said that She's a human. She did the best she could. My mom's not very artistic. My mom's not very creative. She's very analytical, numbers, not blah, blah, blah. And so, like, <clears throat> for her, just being supportive, like, I want to play guitar. You should play guitar. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. You should do that. You'd be great at it. She calls the, the show my bloggy thing. My how's your, how's your how's bloggy, bloggy thing? thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great, Mom. It's doing great. And I don't know. I've been going through this a lot, and I'm kind of going to bring relationships back into it because I kind of want to revisit another topic. But, like... So your family was supportive of you, but they didn't push you in direction. And when you said, I'm doing this, they were like, that's great. Yep. How did they respond when you told them you didn't want to do band in high school? I don't know. Probably didn't care at all. They were like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Be happy. Well, they don't give a shit. That's, that, that's probably a big influence to the kind of person that you are. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And also... I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, there's probably some negatives to it, but are they even worth thinking about? You're right. But also, I think about it because I want to know... For me, I want to know why I didn't get into art before and why I am where I am and what's influencing me with all this, this like relationship stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. My, my mom was a big, big influence because I didn't have like a big father figure. And so like for me, it's like I'm trying to make sense of the way I think so I can change it. I want to. I want to be. I want to be more dedicated to a certain hobby. Like I'm determined to do this podcast every week. Because not because I think that that's. I want to be successful or something. I just. I want to do something and I want to be committed to it. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll start a project and then I'll like 
I'll get into something, I'll get really into something, and then I'll drop it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would do that with video games. I'd play this game for like, three to six months, and then I'd just completely stop playing it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, wanted, I want this to be a thing I do for at least Something a year. consistent. Mm-hmm. Consistent. I want to be involved, and I want to, like, keep motivated about it. And so I look at, like, my family of life, and I just try to say, like, how did that affect me? And that's one of the things I talk about on the show a lot is just, like, how did family life affect you, and how did it influence your creative process mm-hmm. and your art and your person? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I come, well, uh, all right. So my mom is, she's a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. She works with the kids, needy kids, basically in public school systems who have cerebral palsy or other, um, debilitating diseases. Yeah. But all, all physical, mm-hmm. not, not a whole, well, she does, she, you know, there's some, yeah. but it's a lot of physical therapy and, uh, my dad and, but she's also very creative. She can draw and paint. Oh, interesting. And she doesn't, but she can. She did. She did when she was younger. Okay. And she has like children's books, ideas oh, and stuff like that. Mom she, get into that. My mom's great. She's like the nicest really person nice, in the yeah. world. Um, do you think she'll listen to the show? If I told her to, she might, it'd probably, I don't know. She, she, if I told her to, but like, she knows. I, tell, all, she knows I, I tell her to like. Oh, she probably no. She probably learned a fair amount about me Ooh. For, through this. Interesting. My yeah. mom probably learned nothing. I'm not very open with my parents. Interesting. M- probably mainly because like, I'm I'm embarrassed and I don't want to seem like a failure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, even though there's no pressure on me I'll, to be successful. I'll say this: <laughs> based on everything you told me, I I see you as a success. Well, like you you built this thing that you have this thing that you really love to do. You're doing what you love. You're doing it effectively, and the relationship thing for me is just like a. You're not beating yourself up about it, and to me, that's as much a victory as anyone could ever hope for. Well, you know, it's funny because like. I used to dwell when I had girlfriends back in the day. I'd really dwell, and like to the point where my family would like kind of make fun of me. And I think I must have been in my early 20s when, like, my mom said to me, like, you know, a girlfriend's not a mark. Women aren't a mark of, like, your success as a person. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And that was really important to hear that. Yeah. Because having a good relationship with someone you really care about doesn't mean you're doing, you're being successful mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Where so, it's easy to think that. Mm-hmm. My whole, I realized, like, my whole, like, early 20s was about, for me, it was like, I need to be in a relationship. That's my goal. And I was, and being in this past, I was like, that shouldn't be my goal. That should be like something that I want because we, I want that, but like, that's not a goal. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. That's, that's a bonus. That's, I need to, I need to work on myself. I need to do something for me. Yeah. No, they're, well, and they're also not related. Yeah. They're, they're un- not related. Unrelated. I mean, a, a healthy relationship is you still function the same way you did before you were with that person. At most, it's... It, 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 I mean, you might spend more time doing stuff with them, and, it, and it, that's it, fine. it you, it makes you happy. It adds to the happiness. Yeah, it adds to happiness. Wait, and it, when they're not... And, and, and if they're not going to be around, you're still that same person. You mm-hmm. still know how to go, like, do your thing. Without but you need to be that person. First. Being, yeah. Yeah. That's something that I'm working on. Yeah, and that's what, you know, that's... I'm still not over that, you know? But that's something that I learned my early 20s when they made fun of me for like I don't know I said something about they were like how's so and so doing I'm like oh they're good they have like a nice girlfriend and they're like that doesn't mean anything yeah and I was like holy shit like okay I guess you're right that doesn't really mean anything yeah yeah, yeah. like 
who gives a shit? Like, when I say that to the, my parents or my mom and my sister, it's like, why do they give a fuck if my friend has a good girlfriend? Yeah, and? Like, yeah, and. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do they have anything going on or is that it? Yeah, like, what about that person? Like, I don't know their girlfriend. I know them. So tell me about them. Yeah. That is a very impactful thing for, that you just said to me. Like, that's going to be good. on my mind for a while. That's Dude, all life is that. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's always like. It doesn't. You don't need a smart person or a knowledgeable person to say something that can influence you. But sometimes people just say things and they fucking never goes away, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's like, that can be a bad thing sometimes, but a lot of times that's like, you know, that's just what life is. It's like people, things that you didn't have the, you never had that perspective. And it's not that it's like this like amazing perspective. Mm -hmm. It's just not something you'd considered before. It adds to your shit. Yeah. And then now you can have it in your if it's strong enough to influence you and stay there, it will stay there. And it doesn't mean it's profound. It's just something that you hadn't had that perspective on before. Yeah. And, I and that's that, all life is. That's something that will be, uh, that's, that's something that I picked up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason I want to do the show, so I can get more perspective on creativity and life in general. That's why, that's why I bring up relationships and family, because it's like. It does lead to a lot of, yeah. There's yeah. a lot to learn from that, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, who do you think the right kind of person is for an artist <laughs> let me let me add some context because that, that's a very that's, that's a yeah, very general that's, that's yeah so here, here's my example and I think this is all I need to say to kind of give you the context I do the show mm-hmm. and I was recently dating somebody mm-hmm. and they never they never listened to the show mm-hmm. um would you want someone to indulge upon your creative aspects. If you're in a relationship, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't think it necessarily enhances your relationship as much as you think it does. I think for me, I think it can. And also this can, it's completely based on the person. Yeah. So for, for, for that relationship, it was like, um, well, first of all, I don't, I don't want to push my show on anybody. I do this for me. And, uh, obviously I release it into a public forum and I like promote it and whatever, but like, I'll never be like, you need to listen to my show. It's more like, do you listen? You don't have to, but if you do, I'd love to hear your thoughts or something like that. So it's for like, for I was for me, it wasn't like, I want you to listen to this. It was like... What does it mean that you're unwilling to? Not necessarily, but it was just like, for me, I think the relationship that I want, and this is a thought on my sport, and I feel like your opinion is going to be very big. It's just like, I feel like I would want someone who would want to do that. Like, if I play music, it's like, I want someone who says, hey, play me a song. Like, play me something. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's yeah. personal. That, like, who's, yeah. there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if you play guitar and the girl you're dating doesn't give a shit, it doesn't mean anything unless you want it to. And for me, it's like... Or unless it does. Like, you can't, you can't change the way you feel about mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like, if... If you're really bummed that your girlfriend doesn't like to listen to you play songs, then that's not a fault of anyone. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's kind of a, an interest in the person. I feel like that, that, that shows, like, real interest. But then again... Yeah, but there's so many things to show interest in someone. Like, there's yeah, so many different yeah. ways to show interest in... You can't... It's, so, it's, it's, it's never just one thing. But I will say this. The... the when it bothered me was when the person like never asked me questions about myself. Oh, well, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. But it's like, I guess I was just desperate for any kind of like attention in that situation where it's just like, like, do you, like, do you want to know anything about me? Like, can I, can I indulge, can I show you myself? I'd say next time you're in that position, try 
try to go with it and see where it leads. Did they ask her to? No, like, just let her do her thing. Yeah. Well, try not to beat yourself up over yeah. it. Because you never know. Like, some things, some things aren't, some things don't click right away. Yeah. Some things, sometimes there's something to some, like, a relationship that takes work to get to. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then you find out, you find something that you were not expecting to find. And the only way to get there is to try different things. Mm-hmm. So if someone's like, you know, that girl probably wasn't right for you, right? If, 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 if it was enough to break up with her or whatever, or to not feel good about being in a relationship, that's enough. You know, you don't need to know a whole lot more than that. But you never know what, if you get past something that you normally don't get past, you really don't know what's on the other side until you give it a shot. That's very interesting and very conflicting because it's like, I think that way. I like to explore and like, let's, let's see what happens. How long did you date her? (sighs) This is a weird thing to talk about because. Well, you brought it up. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird because it's, I like being vulnerable on the show. Sure. But like. So, I talk about her like we've broken up. We haven't. But you're still like hanging out. No, we haven't hung out in a week. That's normal. First off, that's normal. If she's not your serious girlfriend, if you don't see her for a week, I think that's okay. (laughs) Based, sorry, we haven't talked in a week. Oh, okay. That's a little different. Because of fighting. Oh, fights. Okay. It's hard. I I don't want to get into it because I've been, I've talked it to death. I don't mind sharing. But basically... I'm unhappy, and because of things like this, because it's like, there's, 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 there's more to it, but it's just like... Alright, well, let me ask you this. How long ago did you kiss her for the first time? When was our first kiss? Yeah, how long ago? Two months. Alright, so that's like, in dating world, two months is like, nothing, right? Yeah. Especially if you're not like... I think a, a healthy way... At least for me, now this doesn't mean I can do it, but mm-hmm. this is my opinion, is if you can start dating someone and you only invest so much of yourself at the beginning to the point where you're not thinking about them even daily, you're not seeing them daily, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really healthy start to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so into that. Mm-hmm. I would. I wouldn't like to go a whole week without seeing somebody. Sure, because who would? But like, hanging out three times a week—that mm-hmm. sounds perfect. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but of course, I've, if you if you like somebody, you want to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't need to. Like, well, well, here's my point: is you're upset, or you you're feeling like this night not work very well because you guys are getting to know each other still, right? Like, you only know each other so well. Two months, you can really yeah. only know each other so well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way around it. Um, even if you're really open, still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's early. You saying something about yourself is not the same as them experience. That's what I'm talking about: is experiencing yeah. people. Yeah. Like you can say, "Hey, I blah 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 blah." That doesn't mean shit until they see you. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Uh. So the point I'm trying to make is that if you typically anxious and if you're typically anxious about their interest in you, then maybe you should try not being and see where it leads. Because you might find something that's much more important than what you're initially looking for. 
And the only way to find it is to at least try it. Yeah. No, and, and with this time, with this, this, that sounds like you're trying to do a little bit. Yeah. With this one, I was, I was trying to like just, I'm going to be myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to also see this person. Right. The, the reason that it's not working is there's a lot of other things. Sure. She's, she's, I just feel like we're both not in places where we can be with each other and because, because she's not willing to do certain things. Like, yeah, and and t- two years down the road, that might be the reason you guys are together. Exactly. So it's just like, it's to the point now where, and this is me being very vulnerable, and I'm okay with it, but just like, I plan to either today or tomorrow go and like talk to her and say like, I'm unhappy and I need you to, to do more to make me happy. But if you've only been hanging with her for two months... And I'm unhappy, then why are we together? Yeah. Or, or why... If it, it was a year, I'd be like, yeah, talk to her. Work, yeah. Well, the thing is, is, I'm very communicative. I love, I'm a problem solver. Mm-hmm. She's, I can understand, like, I'm mad about the situation. And for me, it's like, you should feel that anger. But at the same time, like, if you're in this relationship, we should work on fixing it. And if there's a problem, we should talk about it. She, she's very closed off emotionally. And she, uh, talking to all my friends, it's bordering on emotional abuse. Oh, well, I mean, if she's, that's your judgment. Exactly. That's no one else's. And no one else can tell you. Based on everything that I've told you and everything you know, mm-hmm. your your uh, way you see it is good. And what you're saying to me is that it's like, yes, that's what I want. I want a relationship where I'm myself, and three to four days, maybe we maybe we stay together all the time. Who knows? Because maybe like we don't have to hang out, but like we like to sleep together. Or something. Well, okay, so but that's good. That's if a in deal. two months she's affecting your emotional happiness. Mm-hmm. That's probably more your deal than her deal. Maybe, but also at the same time, if I'm op- if if if, if well, we- well, this leads me to my second okay. point is that if if it is her deal, if you can tell, like, oh, this is this girl. That's what dating is. Mm-hmm. Like Check two months go by, this person doesn't isn't on an emotional level, like the same emotional level. I don't want to say level, but we don't emotionally click. Yeah, that's nothing to do. Who, that's not their fault. No, it's not. That's that's for you to decide. That's why it's not so much about you going to them at this point. Because if, if, if it was a year or two down the road, then it's all about you going to them. Because maybe something changed or like something's oh, – there's a problem. Well, yeah, whether you were putting up with it for a year or two or it changed or you're just yeah, now yeah, noticing yeah, yeah. this. That's a whole different talk. But – Or very early on. At, at this point, like – there's really no power. You, you can't. That person really shouldn't have any emotional power over you. And if they do, that's probably, that's my point. That's probably my fault. It's probably your. It's not your. Fault. It's no one's fault. Not a fault. It, it's yeah. it's just that that's my thing. not what you what you need right now. Yeah. I and mean, what I'm saying is that you might find what you do need if you can get over that from that person. I'm not saying you will. No, you're right. You're 100 percent right. But at the same time, it's like. The, the thing, and this is kind of let you in more to, to try to bridge the gap between what's happening and, like, your insight is, is honestly very good. I want to I wanna say that now. But, like, she isn't always nice to me. She's been kind of bad mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, and... And, and she doesn't well, want to... And, and what are you... Do your friends notice that? Or is it just you? So here's an example. Mm-hmm. I did that set with David. Mm-hmm. I talked about we did the refinery thing. Yeah. To me, that was huge. I like a big deal for you. A huge deal. Like, yeah, got you. Big, big deal. And I told her about it and she didn't show any kind of like. And did she know it was a big deal to you? Yeah. Because you said, hey, this is a big deal this to me. It's huge. I yeah, was... but that's loaded. But at the same time, but her response was just so underwhelming. Like, be excited. I'm like, that's awesome. That's so great. I would love to hear all about it. To me, like, that, that's the response I want because it's like you're showing interest in me. But she said, cool. Like, 
mm-hmm. and too dismissive. Yeah, but, but think of it this way. Sorry, but just the, I, I look. I, I don't want to undersell it. I'm, I'm very aware. I'm of just playing that. devil's advocate. You too. are, and and because that sounds like what you need. But yeah, and I, I love that. But it's frustrating because I want to let you into the personality more, and the only way I could do that is just keep talking and telling you these stories. Right, right. But it's really going nowhere because it's like, based on you, you, you will never, you, you, I will never be able to explain. To you, what I see and what I know, and you will never be able to comprehend it. So you're you're giving you're giving me. Legitimate. I don't need to. Like you can feel the way you you feel. But that's the valid. thing that sucks is you're giving me very good logical advice, uh-huh. and I, I I can't give you the full story to give the full scope of advice where it's like that is that is how. Well, it the relates. only point I'm making, I'm not gonna pretend like I understand your relationship because yeah. I don't. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, um, you might. So you want her to care about a particular thing, and she doesn't. Me. Right. Just you or, or whatever's relevant in your life. And I'm unhappy with the way she shows it. And, doesn't. and shows it, but... That's not her fault. That's not... That's not. I can't get mad at her for that. You can't get mad is. at her for that, for one, especially yeah. after two months of dating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, unacceptable. Yeah. And if I did that, that would be asshole. Eh, not asshole. Right. Just like, uh, okay. not the right person for you. Doesn't make you an asshole. If I was mad at her and I got mad, like, you need to do this, that, that, that. Well, that. then that's abusive behavior. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to do that. But it's not really that abusive either. This is this is normal. Like, I think that's a normal issue to have. Okay. What I'm saying is that her immediate response might not be there because she's not invested yet. But her response after she was more invested might be so incredible and so real mm-hmm. that it, it might be worth getting to. That's why I'm still around. Well, and so that that's kind of the battle. I'm you got to just keep that in your. Yeah. You got to you got to keep it in. It's your job to keep it in perspective. It's not mm-hmm. her job to make you a cert, feel a certain way. No, it's not. Especially not at this sort of point in the relationship. Nope. It's your job to keep your relationship in perspective and judge about how it should be applicable to your life. Yeah. And then you break up with her, you don't. Yep. Yeah. I've been going through a, just a lot of thoughts about it, and it just comes down to... What it really comes down to is doing all... Well, uh, let me ask you this. What do you like about her? I think that... And this is this is kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. I think she's very smart. I think mm-hmm. she's, she's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And this is the third thing. I see a lot of potential... Once I'm let into that place where it mm-hmm. could turn into something that you kind of, you kind of touched on, just mm-hmm. like there could be, I believe she is the kind of person who's very thoughtful if you're in her inner circle. She's mm-hmm. the kind of person who wants to hear all about your shit if you're in her inner circle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, am I willing to get into the inner circle? But then, it, it, but then the thing that the, the thing that is the reason it's not working is because the the way she treats me a lot, mm-hmm. she kind of shuts me down. It makes me well, let's bad. not think about it like the way she treats you then. Okay. Don't think about it like she treats me this way or that. Just think about it as she is this way. Yeah. Right? She's not treating you a certain way. It's just the way she is. Okay. And she probably has skills. You probably, it sounds like you guys might have opposite dating skills also. Yeah, definitely. Like she has skills She's that you don't. She's very quiet, closed off, and I'm very communicative. Yeah, and those are strengths and weaknesses on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. And... That may be that it's just too different to work, or it may be that was once you guys understand more about each other, you'll balance each other out. True. You know what I mean. But then th- to add to it, I don't. I don't feel accepted as a, as myself. Well then, that's for your call to make at this exactly. point. Exactly, and that's that's the thing. It's like. 
There's no right or wrong answer. There's and, not a right. Yeah. But there, but there is certain things. I have to be very aware because I, I don't want to put this pressure like you have to do this and I don't want to do this. But it's like there's just a, there's just so much to it because we already got we already touched on so much of you it. You know. Also, they call dating dating because you're allowed to date more people than one at a time. That's so. That true. used to be what dating was. Now it's not. Now it's not. Yeah. But she wants to. She wants to be. She's exclusive. Ex- exclusive. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you guys have talked about being exclusive. Well, then you need to say, like, hey, I, if we're going to be exclusive, like, I need to be more comfortable with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I'm but, not, you know, it also might not be appropriate to even talk about being exclusive. It's she, just she, she brought it up, like, a month into it. She's yeah. like, I'm not seeing anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'd really appreciate it if you didn't either. And you said, sure. Yeah. Well, then, if that's what she needs from you, then she has to reciprocate a little bit. If, well, I if you want to be exclusive, I need a little bit of this. But you can't be emotional about it. That that's the thing that I'm trying. This is all. This is everything you're talking about is new to me because in the past I wasn't that way. And getting out of this most the relationship before this, I kind of went through this huge thing where I was like, I need to change the way I'm being in this. And like, stop. I'm doing things that are very unfair and not how it should be. Mm-hmm. And so all these things that you're saying are things that I'm. I'm. It's like it's like learning a new playbook. It's like I'm trying to remember all how to do all these things. And it's like my default is to be emotional and to be a certain way. And it's like I need to. S- Chill out. I need to relax. I need to do, do things differently. Well, I mean, you don't need to be less emotional. You just need to understand that those emotions have more to do with you, especially at like an early stage in a relationship, than they have to do with the other person. That's probably what I meant. Yeah, I've been very, I've been struggling with being very articulate. But well, I, I get what you're putting down. You're you're explaining your situation. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I mean, also, I think that's just normal feelings. That as much as you want to control them. That's, you know, that's why people fight wars, because they can't fucking control their greed or emotions or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hum- is this human? Is yeah. This is a human way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but also look at it as, like, a different experience, man. That's kind of, I'm just... Be, th- be thankful that you get to experience that mm-hmm. from... from because you already know you can find you'll find a girl who's like you're both like overly obsessed with each other, like that happens all the time, right? No, no, that's happened one time. No, oh, well, but, but one time's a lot for that kind of that's probably. powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need that every week. No, I. You you could deal with it. I what I need from this this specific situation, um, and I think that this is fair. And I think you'll agree. I need more. I don't need a lot more, mm-hmm. but I need certain things to change because I'm unhappy. And it's like, if I come to her and say like, hey, I want to talk about these things. I, this makes me unhappy. And if we are going to continue to see each other, mm-hmm. I need to express this. And I need to find some some way to kind of communicate and then talk through it and just be like, I'm unhappy with this. And if you're willing to you know, budge on that, which she should be, in, in my opinion, with certain things. Some things I need her to say, you know what? No. That's not you need to, you need you need to be okay with that and I and if that's the case then that's the conversation you need to have, but she's very angry with me because of a separate thing that it. it How old is she? Uh, twenty five. She just turned twenty five. Mm-hmm. It's to me, and I I've been talking about it for like a week because I because ha- she won't meet up with me to talk about it so I've been mm-hmm. bugging my friends and I'm I have talked it out and dead and it's just like I just need to go and talk to her. And that's that's the plan. Is you either need to do that, or you need to come, you know, figure out how to feel okay with what's going on. 
I, I mean, I, I, when you I, guys, I, do you guys ever have good conversations? Very rarely. <laughs> that's probably... That's a bad thing. That's a bad sign. Yeah. A lot of times we'll get into a conversation and a couple minutes into it, she's like, I'm done talking about this. And that's it. Like, I can't, like, that's it. Like, Do you guys laugh together? Rarely. Yeah. It's not a lot to talk about, then. That's kind of the thing. It's just like... I, here's what I would do. I would... It sounds like you don't want to break up with her. Yeah. I don't... But like you said, I I, I don't think I've ever broken up with somebody. You need to have... That's what... Or you go back to the dating, what dating used to be. Mm-hmm. You can be like, look, I'm not going to like hook up with someone else and not tell you. But I'm still interested. In, the way that things are going, like, I'm still interested in meeting other people. That's fucking normal, dude. It should be normal. It is normal. What's not nice is having people secrets. secrets. Yeah. I think it's, I think. You might find that it, when you adjust like that, you'll either, she'll be like, oh, I'm out of your life. And that's that. Or you might find like, she, I, yeah, she, yeah. I really like you. And like. I don't want you to do that. Yeah. I don't want you to do that. And let's, let's, let's figure yeah. out what we can do. I think it's come down it's come down to this. It's come down to like one conversation like if I'm feeling unhappy, I either need to be out of this relationship or something well, need to change. And also realize that your happiness 2 months in isn't as relevant as you think it is. Sure, but also like if 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 I'm feeling if my like ever since I got out of that last relationship and I was like I call it my renaissance period where I just like was I came alive again and I was like I got I, I was like happy and I was laughing. And then if I go and see her and I get anxious and sad, like, that's not something I want to subject myself to. No, that's not, that's not me. a good sign. So it's like, that needs to change or I need to stop seeing you. I need, I need to stop feeling anxious when I see you. So either well, I need and, to stop and seeing And what you. I'm saying is that... You're saying that it's not all on her, it's on me. I need to... Well, also that this uncomfortable state might be good for you, but the, and the only way to find out is to... Go forward with it. Do you, so here, here's here's the big thing. I was doing that. I was dealing with it. I was trying to be supportive of what she's going through. And then she said to me, and she 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 said she was drunk, but she said to me, um, I don't like how I treat you, but I don't know if I want to change that. Yeah, I wouldn't put as much. I wouldn't. That seems like. That seems like something easy to say. And easy to mean, but doesn't mean a lot. Does that make sense? I, the thing, yes. But the thing is, is it bugged me and I wanted to talk about it and she won't talk about it. Yeah, but there might not be a lot to talk about. She might have just been saying it. But you know what? I don't care because it bothers me and I want to talk about it. And, and if you can't get that out of her, then stay la vie. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just like, at this point... And you I, need to stop dwelling. I need to. Yeah. And I, I need to just get this conversation out of the way because it's like... The point is, is I'm unhappy. I want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, then this isn't gonna, this is never gonna work because I talk through my problems. I have a problem. I want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. if you care about me, I don't care how far along in the relationship we are. You should give me the respect of saying, you know what, you have a problem. This is really bugging you. That's normal. Because right. in, in there are plenty of other things with her that I've said. You know what, I need to take care of this myself. Yeah, I mean, my my advice is if there's not a lot you can think of. Like, are you? If you stopped hanging out with her, would you miss her? Yeah, probably. But I'm also. What would I'm you also, miss? 
Or would you just miss having someone? I pro- you- probably just miss having somebody. Yeah. But so- I can't really you know, tell until that happens. So yeah, and, it- and that's that's where I'm saying being in the game still, you don't have to th- say like forget you, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. There should be a balance of like, hey, you know what? Two months, this doesn't I don't need to put all my eggs in this basket. Let me put a few in this basket mm-hmm. and let me reserve some of these eggs for the outside world. Yeah. Now, I think there's nothing wrong with that, and that'll help you get better at dating people. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I just, I feel like you've given me a lot of insight to, like, the way I should be looking at it. And that's something that I'm, I guess I'm really desperate for, is, like, how should I be approaching the situation? And, I, and that's the thing I've been talking to people about. And it's not, for me, it's not about, like, getting advice on what to do about the situation. It's not about, what do I do about this girl? It's just, like, how should I approach life and how should I approach adversity in this in a situation of a dating situation and you're the kind of what you're telling me is like relax Relax. yes just do what makes you happy and stop putting pressure on other people and just yeah don't yeah exactly yeah I mean look I mean we're not talking we're talking about emotions a lot what we're not talking about is like sex Mm -hmm. right a lot of the times you can date someone and have sex with them, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't turn into like a lot more than that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you might end up learning really valuable things from that person, even though you guys weren't that close. You know what I mean? Valuable lessons, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the only person who knows what to do is you. No one's going to be able to give you advice that's like, hey, this is going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You can only try new things and weigh them against other things you've done. That's it. That's all you can do is just try? Yeah. That was very insightful. Thank you for indulging me on that, that conversation. No problem. I wish I had the... I wish I had that problem right now. Yeah? I'd be happy to have a halfway girlfriend right now of any yeah. any caliber. So just be grateful that yeah. you're, you are a, a guy who can be in the dating world. There's this, there's a, I'm going through this battle of like, should I be, should I, should I try to be single or should I indulge myself in being in a relationship? You should try not caring either way. Exactly. Yeah. I should, yeah, that, that's kind of my thought, that's kind of my thought process. Like, if you, one day you feel like hunting, go hunting. The other day you don't? Don't. Don't. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a day to day thing, man. Focus on. It's not day-to-day. like you're going to college. It's not like you're going to fucking relationship college and at the end you're going to figure out what works and, and what doesn't an answer a project yeah it doesn't work like that well i mean look at people meet their get married and they're amazing together in 10 years they're probably getting divorced nothing wrong with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. they have so much more experience than you learn so many more things than you does that mean they're better off than you not necessarily doesn't mean they're worse off than you. There's just like so, so many variables. All you can do is try to do what makes you happy day to day when it comes to like other people. And I think the whole thing with her is like, I like being with her and I would like to continue to be with her. I think she's a good person. But I'm very unhappy with how I feel when I'm with her. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole thing is focusing around, I want things to change. And I also want her to give me the respect of saying, if you're unhappy, I would like to at least figure out if if we need to break up or if I can work on those things. 
And I don't, I don't think it's a matter of putting pressure on her to be something or whatever. It's just like, let's talk about it. I just want to talk about it. Like, let's, let's have a good conversation. Seems like she's content, though. For what she wants, at least. For what she wants out of a relationship right now, you seem to be fine. Yeah, and so for me, it's just like... So that's your cue to be selfish, man. Like, Yeah, and that's something I think I struggle with. And it's just like, you know what? I'm done being selfless. I need to... This is what I want. And if you can't give it to me, then we got to stop seeing each other. Yeah, and try not to... The yeah. best thing you can do is don't be mean in relationships. Yeah. Don't give ammunition to the other person. Definitely. Don't being passive is okay. Being passive aggressive is not okay. If you can control your emotions, then it's okay to be a passive. If you say, "Hey, you know what? Today let's just do the best we can. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll we'll work on this later." That's mm-hmm. great. What you don't want to do is for it to bubble up. Yeah. So that's what you probably need to work on is if it's bubbling up, deal with it. Yeah. If you can, if you can put it, your your say, Hey, this is like, this is something I need to work on. Let me put it aside today. Let's like work on something else today. Like just having a good conversation. Yeah. I don't know, like, like yesterday I hung out with Ryan today. I'm hanging out with you and Matt. And it's just like, I'm happy. This, this makes me happy. I'm doing do things that make me happy. And it comes to relationships like. I think, especially for me, to kind of add to that, like, hey, stop putting so much pressure that relationships need to make me happy. And, just, so thing and do real nice things for her without any goal. Yeah. The more nice things you can do without a goal, like, I'm going to be really nice and hope that she... How are you she... not in a relationship? Like, you're so, you, you're, you have so much... Like, the, I think you have, like, the right approach. Um, the I've already talked a lot about the reasons <laughs> why I'm... <sighs> but... Uh, and also, saying this shit isn't the same as doing it. You're right. You're right. It's a lot. I've, I've noticed it's a lot harder to do things in the moment. When you're when you're involved, it's a whole new ballgame. I'm like you too. I dwell, man. Yeah. Like, and that's probably why I haven't had a girlfriend in a long time because I don't want to dwell. I see, and again, it seems like you're doing good. Like, it seems like you're. I don't know. It's just like. If I had a girl, I would like to have a lady in my life who I cared about because there are things I wish that. Someone who was around me on a daily basis to be like, yo, stop this. Yeah. You need to, like, stop. Stop shading with cool whip. Whatever it is. <laughs> you did not love that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That, I need that. That would be great. Yeah. But I'm also really happy without that. Yeah. And so it's just this weird balance. You just, yeah. I don't know. Relationships are, st- you, the way you just, like, what you did was just, like, you just have such this, this a general centered view of it, and it's I just it's, it's it just seems very healthy, and it's just like I'm like, conversationally like this is the sweet spot, and I'm like this, I'm just like kind of moving around, zigzagging over the boundary, and it's like. Well, you're looking for relief. I'm trying to figure it out. You're looking for some some relief. I think I don't. It's just it for me. You it wouldn't like, have brought it up if you weren't looking for some some relief. Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. I need to go talk to her and get it over with one way or the other. I wouldn't think of it as getting it over with. Getting... But you do need to talk to her. I'm not really so in tune with what I'm thinking. And every time I talk, I just... People will correct me, like you just did. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what I meant. And you know what I meant. But I, like, I just feel like I just... I need a relief in the way that, like... 
I need to stop thinking about this. Yeah, you should probably. You're, you, I, I know, dude. I'm dwelling. You're, I, right. you're dwelling. I'm dwelling. You're a dweller, I'm which dwelling. is like. I think it's a good it's thing. It's a normal thing. I think it's a good thing. Well, I brought some art stuff you can look at. I do collaging, and this is kind of like my. I've been doing this project for like about 10 years now. This is, these is postcards. Did you. What are these like. It's comic you, art collaged into the postcards. This is like you've made this. Yeah, so like this, all the figurative stuff is from comic books and is collaged into. Like if you if you take it out, you can see, you can feel it. Oh, so you you made this? Yeah. Well, it's 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 two art. It's two like commercial you, you, art you, you forms. You didn't draw the things, but you put them. No, together. no, they're all from old comic books, and so they're collaged into really old postcards. Old. Is this just like a thing that you just like to have? Uh, like, yeah. I mean, I. It's just something that I figured out, and it's super meditative at this point because. This is so fucking cool. I already know the process, so it's just a really chill, meditative thing to do. And I've I've sold some of them, and they used to be av- uh, available for sale in Cork, but they're not anymore. I would like to buy one from you one day. Uh, well, yeah, you, um, I'll make one for you. That would be fucking dope. Uh, yeah, those are those are just like some they're some all, of my favorites. I've made really maybe cool. f- maybe three or four hundred of those. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's, really a, that's cool. a creative thing I do, and that's a really good like. Very, it's a process that I figured out. Simple. There's the decisions are all like color perspective. So super meditative. Interesting. Yeah. You probably thought we were gonna get into more creative stuff, so you needed to bring a little extra. I just brought something too. That's so fucking cool. I I I think that that's like. I wish I could do stuff like that. And this is like I probably wouldn't have ever gone into this if I didn't do arts good like art school. Yeah, this is kind of what you went to school for, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Not that I learned how to do this in school, but Mm -hmm. this is what it led to. So that's really fucking interesting. So yeah. Well, it's about that time. Yeah. Matt's coming over and he's gonna be mad if we're not ready. Um, Do you feel good about? Yeah, this was really fun. This is yeah, this is a a super fun thing to do. I had a. I'd love to come back sometime. Absolutely. Love and maybe you. with maybe some other people, maybe do a few other people. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do that. I only have two mics, but I don't know. That, it, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I also want to have some time between bringing people back. Like, I want to have Will back on, but it's only been six episodes. So, so when like, you get bigger, are you going you can have video elements? No, probably not. No, just all podcasts. I'd be interested in it, but I don't, I'm not set up to do it. Yeah, but it's so cheap to set up. We'll, we'll talk about What it. are you in, GarageBand right here? GarageBand, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like to end the show with asking my guests, what is the weirdest thing in my room? Completely opinionated. Doesn't have to be super funny. Well, can I just... I don't know what the weirdest thing is. I'll just say the things I'm... Go for Notice yeah. the most. Obviously, the doorknob on your... Is it a doorknob? On the wall? Yeah. That's a camera. Uh, There's yeah. another one up there. I thought it was just a random door. What are the cameras for? <laughs> They're security cameras, uh-huh. and I have them set up mostly so I can check on my cat mm-hmm. when I'm at work. So you have a phone app? Yeah. Cool. And uh, I don't record them, and I don't watch them. But you, it's just a live feed. It's a live feed, and it's mostly just so I get... This is a weird thing. First of all, I bought them when I was living in New Orleans, and I had roommates. Are you scared of fires? Exactly. I'm yeah. terrified of my house being on fire. Me too. Um, I'm, I've actually thought about getting... You're a paranoid have, person. I'm, I'm pretty paranoid. I'm paranoid too. But like, 
I bought them when I had roommates that I didn't trust uh, in yeah. New Orleans. And so, like, I was going to set them up one downstairs, one upstairs, so I could keep an eye. Mm-hmm. But there, it was a Kickstarter thing, so I didn't get them until I lived here. How much are they? I think I paid maybe, like, 50 bucks for a camera. Oh, I, shit. I'm, I'm not getting 100% one. sure. I'm getting really, one. They might be more expensive now because I got it early. And then you get, is the is it a free service once you have yeah. them? Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to uh, get one. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, strangest thing in your room, though. Your room is very clean and not very strange. That's it. I see your belt that I gave you. Yeah, I owe you a buck for that. That's all right. That was a uh, gift. That was uh, super funny because we had talked about it. There's like a wrestling belt. And I was like, you can't find those in the thrift stores. Four days later, he sent me a picture I, of it. I, I wasn't was, lying. You weren't lying, dude. My room to me, I feel like I love my room. I love the things that are on my walls and they all have like a story or meaning. But to me, I just, I've been in other people's rooms and I'm like, no. No one has an eclectic variety of shit that I have. I have football helmets. I wore three of those to play. Yeah, you should come to my room. Flags. It's not clean like yours. Yeah. But there's like... I need... I need well, that. I live in... I have the whole basement of my entire house. Okay. So it's huge, which is good because I have tons of shit. Like, I have... Most of my shit's in my parents' house. I have about 500 VHS and several hundred DVD. Interesting. I have shit ton of comics, art books, and then all my collage material. So there's like a bunch of random dumb shit in okay. my room. Yeah. Like it's too much bullshit. Um, so I don't think you have super random stuff. I do like how clean it is. And I like your podcast station because there's something about doing this that's like way easier to have a long conversation than you normally would. You think so? Yeah. About, about the way I set it up? Yeah. And just like having these very specific seats you sit down and look at each other and your job is to talk for an hour two hours have a conversation yeah it's easy it's yeah, it's I, a lot easier than like hey you want to come over and hang out what are we going to do like if i just came over to hang out we probably we wouldn't have gotten into the deep we wouldn't have done anything yeah like, that's the thing that's kind of weird but also like i love doing it and it's just like that's how i, I got became friends with matthew and ryan and like i'm i, I'm, I think it's a i shouldn't Ryan told me I shouldn't need it to make friends, but I feel like it's a really good way to like get over the first step of like becoming friends with somebody. Like you don't need anything to make friends. But but for me, because I don't know. I well, I'm saying meaning like you can make friends however the fuck you want. Exactly, and for me, it's for me, it's just like it's a nice way to like let's sit down and talk. And the, you were very open, and everyone's been open. And it's just like let's just get let's get into some shit that no one. Yeah, I think a, about. A, a big part of it is that podcasts are so big now. Mm-hmm. And that there's so much video on podcasts. So people really have an ability to see podcasts and visualize themselves in that setting, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no way for me to not kind of, like, emulate a lot of the podcasts I've seen. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I come on here and I'm like... I have an idea of how I want to look and sound because I have been exposed to seeing this on the internet yeah, so yeah, much, yeah. you know, it's, it's like anything. Mm-hmm. It's like you get inspired by something yep. to go do it. That's why I had the show because I was inspired by another show. Right. And now I, what, what's to me, I turned it into a thing that's just about me. I talk about creativity, I talk about relationships and then I talk about whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, no, that was good. Cause like creativity is cool. Cause it's like so vague, but at the same time, it really gave me something over these last few weeks to be like, all right, well, I can talk about this and this and this and this and this. So that this is interesting. And of course, we only talked about like a few of those things. 
And I apologize if we didn't get to No, them. no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. What matters is if you don't have anything to talk about. There was, there was no dead space. Yeah, there was, there was very, no dead space. There was very few times where I had to put my podcast host hat on and realign the conversation. And it was mostly because I just want to get into these topics. Like, I wanted to get into talking about relationships, dude. I didn't necessarily crave to get into talking about my relationship, but I like that that happened and it just was that happened. And also, I feel like there's a lot of insight that... I needed that doesn't pertain to whatever, but does pertain to, I don't know, it's just a, it's a mess of things. But just hey, like, man, just your podcast. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of thing is I just want just to do the show. I want to have a conversation. I want to let it go, and I want to have fun with it. I will say um, improv has been very helpful in taking turns talking. Yes. There was there were very few times where we talked over each other. And, I, I mean, normal, whatever, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I thought we had pretty good rhythm, mm-hmm. and I, I, I feel like, improv class helped it well at least me with that mm-hmm. I don't know if I I don't know I've done podcasts before and there's probably that initial like ah, ah, and then you stop and like let that other person talk well have you done three people before on a show uh-huh. no you before. should try it I'm I'm interested in it I asked these two guys who do this the do a thing in Richmond that I want to have both of them on but I also have them separately I uh I have a really cool idea for doing a like a live show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can find a venue to do it in, mm-hmm. but it's, I'd have like five you guests. C- you can find a venue. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm it's in, I'm working on it. I'm working towards it. That's a cool idea. That's yeah. that's a really cool idea. It sounds like you need to have a few couples on your show. Interesting. Yeah. I did. I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm 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 open to all kinds of things. I need to get on a mic though. Yeah. Like an arm and stuff. Another chair. I do have a chair out there. Right, yeah, bring a chair out there. I mean, look how far I am from this. Like, someone else could be sitting the same distance, right? Probably. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I look forward to seeing what you where you go with this. Cool. Have you listened to, have you listened to any of it? No. Yeah. But I will. Cool. Joe said he listened to some. Really? He said he listened to Smokies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, um... Yeah, overall it's very rewarding. I told Joe I was going to come on here and talk about how I'm a photographer... And but I strictly do photography, iPhone photography. I was telling Matthew and Will, or no, just Matthew. Uh, I was wondering because you're you're a very silly person. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna come on and just be ridiculous, or if he's gonna come on and like just be legit. What was I? You, I, think I was you were legit. legit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've learned to filter myself over the years. You what? I've, I've learned to have somewhat of a filter over there. I wouldn't have mind if you got silly, but I guess because of the way you are in class, I was wondering, and I, don't, I say this not, not not to have like the strength of the word, but I wonder if you were going to come on and like make a mockery of it. To be silly and fun, and it would have been like just fun. I would I would have enjoyed it, but like I was wondering if, if you're going to take it seriously. And that's to me, the way I said that sounds gross and stupid and judgmental, mm-hmm. but like... I think, to me, it's a compliment. Like, you are just willing to push push things. Well, and I also, like... Yeah. I mean, look, I'm making a living doing shit that you couldn't do 10 years ago. Yeah. With technology that wasn't we didn't have 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing right here. You're doing something you couldn't do, like, just 5, 10 years ago in your yeah. room. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I have appreciation for that, and I think that no, that is something yeah. you can take seriously. It doesn't need to be, like... Yeah, you might. No one might ever listen to this, or ten years down the road, thousands of people might have listened to this. Like, that's just the age we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, something small, small things turn into big things out of people's bedrooms now. Interesting. And so, 
I wasn't gonna shit on your, all of your show. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I feel like that's a, that's a really gross thing to say. And I'm sorry if that was offensive, but just like I'm I, not offended. I am. Look, man, like there is a reality where you might have done that. If we were doing our improv class, like in in without a teacher in our own homes, I'd be like much more raunchy, much more like you know what I mean. Yeah, we talked about that. Like I have to filter myself, which is really good thing for me in that class to push you to challenge yourself to be better. In blue. Just approach something blue. a different way, you know? Like, anyway. No. That is a good time to wrap it up, though, because I, I feel like we could keep going, but, like... Yeah, man. Well, I can come back if we ever really need to keep going. Sure. But thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks yeah, this was it. fun, and uh, keep going, man. Oh, okay. All right.